to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am relying on those of you folks in were able to get into the chat room to please let me know if you can hear me talking. We are having some major line issues, so if you're trying to call into the show and you're getting a fast, busy signal or it's saying the lines aren't... Um, yes, Levi, I got that. Um, if the lines aren't working and saying that the, there's something going on, just please keep trying. They're working on the lines. The BTR uh, tech support crew is absolutely amazing. They're working their butts off. Trust me, I know this. I am <laughs> um, going to try some wizardry here in just a little bit, but we might as well get started. Um, Levi and George and Noreen, I have your guys' phone numbers. So I'm going to, here in a little bit, I'm going to try seeing if I can call you into the studio. So we'll see if that works. Um, Gregory, I'm not sure if you want to come on, but I saw that you got a busy signal too, so let me know. So like I always say, we don't always do it pretty here, but you know what? We always do it. And that that's the key is, you know, we're not, we're not here to, you know, we, we aren't about the egos here. We aren't about the... The oh posh posh and oh goodness and oh my my tut tut and all that good stuff. You know we're just here, a bunch of people hanging out who love writing and love sharing and inspiring, sharing with each other and inspiring with each other. And so we'll get through tonight one way or another. If things get too messy, I'll pop on a workshop and we can all listen to that. But we're gonna hang in here and see see what we can get done and and put some our put our faith in the in the BTR wizards that are working on our lines to get them working. And um, as, as we go along, maybe some of you who are trying to call in can just keep me posted and let me know what the messengers are saying because I'm sure the tech support will be asking me that. But, all right, what should we do instead of that right now? Let's do the other stuff we do, right? <laughs> First of all, I want to let you know the number to call in if you would like to try calling in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in or try calling in. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, and I'm going to be talking with you guys a little bit about this tonight. That is, if I can get to do online. And coming up with some, because i got all kinds of things that I, you know, I've got a couple workshops that I do, and I've got other people that are putting together workshops. And sometimes it takes, I, I talk about this a lot, but sometimes it takes a bit to get these coordinated with everybody where they have time to put them together. Um, I'm really, really excited that we had a chance to do one with Philip Kent Church. We've got one by him. Um, we've just got, we've had some amazing things on there, you guys. So, but the point is, is that we, know more, we need more. <laughs> so if you're interested in putting one of those together, let me know. Uh, I'm going to be talking with you guys tonight, which is where I was going just a moment ago, uh, about what might be helpful for you. Like, I've got all kinds of ideas, but if they aren't things that interest you, then what is the point of doing them? I need to know what you guys need, what you're interested in, what would be helpful, what you're curious about. 
So as we go through the shows in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. What things could we do that would be useful tools for you as writers? So, you know, kind of keep that in the back of your mind because chances are, if I don't forget, I'm going to ask you <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> All right. So anyway, to put together a workshop with us, you don't have to be a professional workshop writer. You know, it's basically we all have something to learn and we all have something to teach, and that's the bottom line of it. So if you have something that you'd like to do, an idea you'd like to have put together, let me know. I can help you uh, set that up. Your workshops can be anywhere from three hours to uh, 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. Basically, we can just get started and go till you're done. You can pre-record these on your computer and edit them all you want, put in your kazoos and bells and whistles and... and um, Send me the MP3 file and get those uploaded. We can do a, I can help you record it. If you don't have a means of doing that, I can set up a conference call with you and maybe do a short interview about you and what you do and and talk to you a little bit about what's going on with you. And then I can mute my mic and you can just take off with your workshop and go till you're done. And we can pre-record it that way. Or if you want to, you can do a combination of both where we play your uh audio track first, your workshop first, and then we can come on live and answer questions or so on, whatever we need to do. So keep that in mind. And probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Put something in there, let me know what you want to do, and we will get that put together. The next thing I want to do, and this is really important, I'm going to take a moment on this, you guys, and you'll understand why. But I want to take a moment and thank our 2021 sponsors, those people who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license for the last year. And we appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. Those sponsors, and we're at the end of, we are at the end of our broadcasting year right now. And so we have just started the fundraiser, by the way, for our 2022 broadcasting license. So if you would like to be a sponsor of the show and help contribute towards our broadcasting license, you can check out that on my Facebook page. I haven't, don't have the information up, but it goes through a, uh, it goes through a Facebook fundraiser program. And I'm also going to put a cash app up there for those of you that would prefer to use a cash app or the information on how to send it via PayPal, if you'd prefer to do that and not uh, do the, fund, the MySpace fundraiser thing. So that there's a couple of different ways that you can contribute. I know that some of you don't want to do one, would rather do the other. But anyway, that'll be up there. I'll get that information to you. And I just want you guys to know that, you know, when, when I'm going through our 2021 sponsors and when you're looking at possibly sponsoring the show for our 2022 season, you need to understand how important this is and how much you are appreciated. When I first started this show 15 years ago, it was a free show. And we did like, you know, we started out doing an hour-long show, and then it started to get a little busier, and we started doing, and then we ended up doing three hours. The first two years, it was a free show. They didn't charge for that, and then they did, and so we had to start, you know, we had to do the uh, our broadcasting licenses, and then last year, 
they really changed the system around, which, you know, there's a lot of things they've improved on. I guess I really shouldn't talk about this tonight when we don't have any phone lines coming in. But <laughs> they really have improved on a lot of things. We hardly ever have tech issues anymore. Um, the the lines, I mean, it's just they've done a lot of work on this and it made things run very smoothly unless there's an issue. That, that trust me that really means that really was something that was a compliment <laughs> if you knew how things used to be you know there were there were lots and lots of issues and we just don't have those anymore hardly ever on a night that where we are but we normally don't did you follow that there will be a quiz later all right so anyway um <laughs> if it wasn't they last year they we normally do a three-hour show, and last year what we were normally paying for our three-hour show now only covered a portion of what a two-hour show was. And so in order to do our three-hour show, we had to, to get the larger license, which is much more expensive. And um, a lot of you really pitched in last year, and we were able to keep our three-hour show. Worst-case scenario, depending on how the fundraiser goes, we're, we'll be bumped to a two-hour show. We'll be doing a two-hour show. But if that happens, that's okay. We'll just talk faster, or I won't talk at all. <laughs> and then we can fit five hours worth of show into one show because I'm not talking. Um, but if it were not for you guys, there's no way that I could do this. on. I did this on my own for a lot of years. And then one sapien jumped in and started helping, and then Roy here for the beer, and then a couple of others. And then it became this thing where the whole community pitches in to keep us on the air. And first of all, that's very humbling for me, and it makes me very proud of all of you for the community that you have built, this all-encompassing, non-segregated, inspiring open-armed community where everybody is welcome, everybody has a voice. You know, what you have created here is just absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that so many of you have stepped up to the plate to help keep this format and this program on the air really tells me what you all mean to each other and what you have built means to each other. And it's just, it's phenomenal. I can't even, I can't even explain it, you guys. I mean, seriously. But I can't do it on my own. I can't, you know, there's there's no way I could afford to do this on my own anymore. So if it were not for you guys and helping me with this, we wouldn't still be here. The show would be gone. And that's just the, the, the plain truth of it. You know, so as you're looking at that, you know, so many people pitched in last year. And, you know, every little bit helps. And if you, and if you can't help, that's awesome. I understand that. You know, maybe share the link for me or for us, I should say. Or, um, you know, you can go on the not the uh, comment on my page, but on, you can go on the fundraiser page and leave a comment about what the program means to you, what being a part of the program means to you, what it's brought to your life or what you get from it or what you get from the other poets, whatever it is, and leave just kind of leave a little story about what the show means to you. That way, anyway, who is any, uh, anyone who is looking at sponsoring the show or possibly sponsoring the show can see those things from you guys, can see why it's such an amazing place. Um, and why it deserves to be supported like that. So, you know, even just those words from you, you know, sharing about the community would mean the world to all of us. So, you know, if you get a chance to do that, and I'll be posting that link here in a little bit. But anyway, I want to I want to thank the 2021 sponsors, the ones who made sure that last year was here. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, 
Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert McKay, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. There were also donations anonymously made in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. So thank you, all of you who donated and helped keep us on the air last year. And those of you looking at sponsoring this year, thank you. Bless your little hearts. I love you dearly. And you can find that information on my Facebook page, or you can message me, and I can get that to you. You can also message me if you have any questions at all. And this year we're going to be doing something fun because everybody that donates this year, their name goes in the hat, and there's going to be a drawing. And I'm not sure what it's what it's going to be yet, but it's going to consist of some really cool stuff for writers in this package. And someone's going to win that and get that shipped to them who sponsors this year just as a, a fun way that I can say thank you to. All right. So there, that, there's that part. <laughs> Next thing I want to do is we are going to be going through your inspiration from the inkwell. All right, so have your pen and papers out. It's going to be a fun one this week. I had fun putting this together. We are going to be starting out with your poetry prompts. Now, remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. The prompts that I'm about to give you now are actually going to be used in all three of your writing tasks this week. Okay, so though they are your prompts and they are going to be written for poems, there's some other things you're going to be doing with them too. I kind of think that tying all of your stuff together helps them flow, helps the thoughts go. One task will take care of another. It's much easier than doing three separate things at once. All right. So first of all, this week, instead of 12, I want you to number your paper 1 through 14. There's going to be 14 prompts because of the extra credit that goes along with this. So now your paper 1 through 14. And these are your poetry prompts. Remember, they can be the title of your poem, they can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. All right, other than that, whatever you do with them, it's up to you. So number one, over what we once were. Over what we once were. Two. Sea, the, uh, the Sea of Origins. The Sea of Origins. Three. Tending to the Ashes. Tending to the Ashes. Four. The Clinking of Glasses. The Clinking of Glasses. Five. Let our soul, or let one soul remember. Let one soul remember. Six. Bringing wild things in line. Bringing wild things in line. Number seven. Like the last sleep of a thief. Like the last sleep of a thief. Eight. A story from beyond the pale. A story from beyond the pale. Six. Strings torn from memory. 
strings torn from memory. 10. The whole world seems painted fire. The whole world seems painted fire. 11. Spiraling, spiraling down invisible hourglasses. Spiraling down invisible hourglasses. 12. Pocket, pockets full of ignored almonds. Pockets full of ignored almonds. 13. Under the turbulent gaze of stars. Under the turbulent gaze of stars. And 14. Of ghosts imagined in sunshine. Of ghosts imagined in sunshine. Alright, so those are your prompts for the week. Remember that they can be the title of a line in or the concept of your poem. You can write one poem to each prompt if you would like, or you can mix and match them and use line 9 and 4, grab 5, and then jump down and get line 14 and mix those all into one poem. Or you can get real froggy, and you can use all the lines in one poem. And I was talking about last week, um, I didn't get a chance, uh, the first uh, show out of every month, and I should, might as well, this is a good time to do it. First show out of every month, I'm supposed to, to read something of mine per my agreement with you guys because I never ever read on here. Um, but I didn't have a chance to last week. So I took the prompts from last week, the poetry prompts like I just now gave you, and I'm going to share those with you in just a minute after I'm done. So don't let me forget. Somebody remind me if I forget. Okay. So anyway, you can... One poem per each, mix and match the lines, or write a poem with all using all the lines. Now, before you sit down and write to these, I want you to do this exercise with them. Because what you do with a prompt before you write to it is much more important than what you write to it. Because we all have, our brain is like every other muscle. It has muscle memory. You're going to hear something that inspires you, and your brain's going to take off and running towards some idea, but it's going to be your knee-jerk reaction. It's going to be the the instant recall, the strongest image you have for whatever that is that's inspiring you. I don't want you to write about that. Everybody writes about that. We're looking for something different. We're training your brain to think like a kaleidoscope. And how do you do that? How can you make your brain not grab a hold of the first bit of inspiration, but instead turn it over and find something deeper? You do that, again, by honing your muscle memory. This exercise is what's going to do that for you. So what I want you to do is at the top of a clean journal page, I want you to write the first prompt, and in this case, it's over what we once were. Okay, so you'll write that at the top of the page. Instead of writing a poem to it yet, what I would like you to do is I want you to write the idea for at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So instead of writing a poem to that prompt, think about six different poems you could write to it, different topics, different subjects, different directions you could take it, all the things it could stand for, be the voice of, the face of a shadow for. 
You know, look at number 12, pockets full of ignored omens. How many possible directions could you take that? Write down at least six of them. Okay. Then go on to the next one. Go on to the next one until you get all the way down to the bottom and you have at least six ideas written for each of the 12 prompts. Now, here is my guarantee to you. There's absolutely no way you can do this, go through this exercise, without something grabbing a hold of you, some idea grabbing a hold of you, and you're going to be off and writing. And I promise you it will be not be the ordinary thing you would write about. It's going to be something extraordinary. There's no way it is, is, it is humanly impossible for you to do this the way your brain works, for you to do this without something grabbing a hold of you and you're going to be writing to it. And I've been doing this challenge for a long time and I have never had anyone come back. But remember, I'll know if you're lying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's impossible. So it's a really good way to train yourself to look for some amazing ideas and your already brilliant ideas. But you look for something that's out of the ordinary. You say things in a way somebody else isn't going to say it. You know, say it in a way that's going to make them turn their head. I'm really just trying to stretch things out here while they work on those lines, you guys. I hope you know that. Okay. All right. So anyway... By doing that, if you if you do this exercise a bunch of times, if you just do it once a week, you know, or whatever you're sitting down, even if you just get a prompt from some other place, you know, say you're part of a writing group and they give you a prompt, do that. Sit down and write at least six, at least six different ideas you could write. Do that with everything that you write. In doing that, you're re, you're creating a pattern. When you create a pattern, it becomes habit. When you have a habit, you do it without thinking. So automatically, later... You will have trained your brain to hear the word October and not automatically see something that's the color orange or the color black or smells like a pumpkin. You're automatically going to start running through ideas like you're cooking through slides. You know those old picture slides that our grandparents used to show us off their vacations and stuff? Yeah, that. So you're going to start, your brain will automatically start flashing through these ideas because that's what you've trained it to do. So these aren't just fun. They are very, very useful. <laughs> so we are also doing, let me see where I got on this one, prompts. So do all your pick apart of prompts. And then that's what we're doing. I'm doing an extra credit writing assignment, and this is kind of fun because it's basically like a free write under tight constraints, which is absolutely not a free write, but it's kind of like a free write. It's my version of a free write. It's you free writing what I tell you to free write, I guess is the best way to put it. So this is really meant to just let you have some free time with your pen. It goes in your journal. It's not meant to end up on Facebook. It's not meant for popular consumption. It's not meant for everybody to read. It's just time for you to sit down and let go, you know, and have a, have fun. You know, training yourself to realize that every time you sit down with a pen in your hand, you don't have to produce a poem to put on Facebook to get likes. Sometimes you just have to write to let your hand get it out. So when you do sit down to write those masterpieces, they're much easier and your brain's much clearer. All right? So... How can we how can we do these free writing things and and have them be entertaining and fun? 
because the biggest thing I always get is people telling me, I don't know what to free write because I don't know what to about to write. Well, that's the whole point. You aren't supposed to think about what you're, you're just supposed to write, but you, it doesn't happen. 90% of you don't do that. So let's make a game out of it, make it fun. How can we, how can we train our brains to just let go and have fun? What we're doing is I'm taking, remember I said we're using the same, same 12, uh, this in this week, 12, 14, but the same prompts for your poetry prompts, your part of prompt writing exercise, and for your writing assignment down here. We're using those same 12 prompts. But with this, I'm also giving you two additional lines. Instead of sitting down and writing a poem, I want you to sit down and write a story. And you will be using all of the prompts that I've already given you addition to these two new beginning-to-end storylines. And the storylines will, will be used as an outline for your write, literally. The two additional lines, you need to pick one of them to be the first line in your story, and the second one should be the last line in your story. Whatever order you put them in, I don't care. But one of them has to be the first line of the story. The other one has to be the last line of the story. All right. So your first beginning to end storyline is Through dark air, ten strikes resound as man and gods collide. Through dark air, Ten strikes resound as man and gods collide. The second one is, What was once a story now becomes legend, running like wildfire across the horizon. What was once a story now becomes legend, running like wildfire across the horizon. All right. So you'll choose one of those for the opening line. You'll choose one of those for the closing line of your story. And then all of the other prompts, the 14 prompts I gave you a moment ago, you'll weave in there somewhere, into your story somewhere. And I try to loosely loosely make them in a way that they will kind of work well together. I don't put something about baby elephant and lime jello in with something about the you know a, a tabernacle choir or something like that, monks chanting. That creates a whole very disturbing image of a palm. Anyway, so, yeah, story, not palm. So take those prompts, use your two lines, write a story, fit them in there. And for extra, extra credit, because as I was writing down these prompts today, I was listening to Irish sea shanties on YouTube, you get extra, extra credit if you write the story in the form of a sea shanty. And yes, these lines, if you look at them, the prompts I gave you will fit very cool into if you were to write a a tale of, tell a story, write the legend of in in sea shanty form. So there you go. Have fun with that. I don't know what I was thinking, but, you know, you, you get the end results. <laughs> they get the bad and the ugly. So once again, I'm going to run through these quickly for you. First prompt, over what we once were. Two, the sea of origins. Three, tending to the ashes. 
4. The clinking of glasses. 5. Let one soul remember. 6. Bringing wild things in line. 7. The last sleep like the last sleep of a thief. 8. The story from beyond the pale. 9. Strings torn from memory. 10. The whole world seems painted fire. 11. Spiraling down invisible hourglasses. 12. Pockets full of ignored almonds. 13. Under the turbulent gaze of stars. And 14. Of ghosts imagined in sunshine. And then your two beginning and end storylines for the week are, Through dark air, ten strikes resound as man and gods collide. And number two, What was once a story now becomes legend, running like wildfire across the horizon. And those will be used to write a story. Choose one for the beginning, one for the end of those two lines, and fit all the prompts in the middle. All right. Remember that we are concentrating on reading, 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 reading. All right, if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Also, strive to learn one new poetry form every month. It's really important that we all do things to learn and educate ourselves and experiment with our craft, push ourselves out of our comfort zone. So strive every month to learn one new poetry form that you don't know how to do. And you can Google those. There's bazillions. All right. And then also remember to every day go out and it's, it's developing a writer's discipline. If you write something every day, writer's block does not exist. Actually, it, it really doesn't exist. If you pick up a pen and write a grocery list, you're writing. All right. The next thing you sit down to write a grocery list. Only you guys do everything on your phone now. Dang millennials. <laughs> Get some paper cuts, damn it. Um, as you're sitting down to write a grocery list, you know, try writing, I need the the fermented milk of goats turned into cheese or curds. Or just be silly when you write. Have fun when you write. I don't care what it is. Just play. Play with your words no matter what you're doing. Okay? But to help develop this writer's discipline of at least writing something down every day, I want you to, and this is important for even more reasons than that, um, we still don't have phone lines, so I could probably elaborate on that a little bit. The the simple act of a small victory to put more wind under your wings than than the weight of any kind of failure. So give yourself that small victory every day. Do say you're going to do one thing, and and if you're only going to do one thing every day, make this the thing you do. Because every day you're picking up a pen and writing. Every day you are acknowledging that creative side of your brain that gets ignored all day long for all that other crap you have to do that has nothing to do with you in the first place. All those things you do all day long for other people. Do this for you. Write a haiku every single day. Go out in the day, go out during your day and look for something worth those 17 syllables. 
It's going to make you pay attention, more attention to the things around you. We get that tunnel vision. You know, we have to go, 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 go. And we hear something and we smell something or, and we just, we're, we're concentrating because we have to go, right? We have to go. No, we don't. The world is not going to fall apart if you take two steps, seconds, take a moment and just stop. And look around and what is that you smell? Where is it coming from? What did you just hear? What, what, what was it? It just caught your eye, made you do it up. Like, what, 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 okay, okay, I see what that is. Look at those things that stop you during the day. Those little hiccups of inspiration all around you. The things that reach out and grab us. The things in the world that speak to us. Go out every single day and look for something in those that's worth 17 syllables. That's not asking much. That's not asking much of yourself. You will feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof if you do this. And the more you do it, the more natural it's going to become. The more natural it becomes, the more that part of your brain is going to start working without you, without you having to think about it, without you having to put a quarter in, without you having to sit there and adjusting, adjust the papers just right on your desk and move the candle to just right the position and, and you know make sure the pen's just good and, and you know, you snuggle your butt back in the chair. and you know Without any of that, your, your brain's just going to automatically do it. And you're going to have to play catch-up. You're going to have to start chasing it. Instead of constantly hunting, hunting it down. Okay? So find something during your day that's worth 17 syllables. Carry a paper and pencil around with you. Always, always have something to write with. I don't care if you, it's a pen and you write it on your belly because you have no paper. Carry a pen at least. It's funny, I have a. I was laying in bed one night, or one morning, and I woke up and I thought of this poem and I didn't have anything to write on. And it's like, I took the pen and I wrote it on my thigh, right? And then it's like, God, I got to take a shower. I couldn't find anything. I didn't have my, I don't know where my, heck my journal was. But, so I took the camera, you know, being a photographer like I am, and I took a picture of this poem written on my thigh. And then Asimoto does a journal and their submission thing was for picture poems, pictures of poems. And I submitted it there, and it got published on there. So it was it was really kind of funny. So you never would know where something is going to lead, right? So always carry a pen with you. When something stops and you get that poetic hiccup or, you know, just that, that little brain freeze and you think of this really cool line, stop and write it down. And if it's only 15 syllables, you can go back and you can add the rest of the syllables later or take some away. I don't care. The idea is to at least get it written down. Right? So, there. That's it. There you have it. That is your inspiration from the inkwell. Writing assignments, poetry prompts, your writing exercise for the week. If you happen to miss any of those, and I've been like really trying to drag this out because our phone lines are down, but if you happen to miss any of those, don't panic. You can come back and you can listen to the first part of the show after the show archives. And you know, with that being said, if there ever no one night you don't know what to write about, think about it. We've been on on the air for 15 years. Go grab a show from 
five years ago. Listen to the first 15 minutes and you'll be off and running. There's a whole treasure trove of things that you have access to. So take advantage of that. Utilize it as a tool, an inspirational tool. All right, so I'm going to do this now because I talked about your writing prompts that I gave you and how you can use them as the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. So I took, not this week's, but all of last week's, I took of all of last week's prompts, and I used them in one poem. And not only did I use them in one poem, but they're all I used in that poem. So all I did was arrange them. I didn't add any words. I didn't take any words away. It is 100% the prompts that I gave you. And I rearranged them into some semblance of a poem. Probably not the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life, but it was fun. It was creative. It was uh, something to play with words, something to make my brain think. And, you know, how can I do this? How can I make them all come together without changing anything, blah, blah, blah. And so this is what I came up with. So this is an example of what you can do when you just sit down to have fun. Okay, no, don't judge me. Anyway, so it was one of the, I chose one of the um, the lines from the storyline, uh, beginning and end storyline prompts as the title. And that was, they were wrong about the way it happens. So that's the title of the piece. And then remember, as I read through this, every single one of these is nothing but a poetry prompt. All right, so they were wrong about the way it happens. The moon draws its blade, spun from our common dreams. I come to still the darkness, and you shall hear me. They were waiting here by wild thyme and lavender, faces inside shadows, breaking the old tables of law. When the wind turns on you in the dead in the light of dead stars, I'll listen to the chestnut tree, to the words that end history. So there's my poem, using nothing but prompts. Great poem? No. Fun. It was really fun putting them together and making it you know, just, how, how can I do this? So have fun with your prompts. That's the uh, that's the lesson I want you to take away from that poem. All right. Now we still don't have lines. I'm going to try, I think maybe try calling out to a couple of you. We've got Levi. I'm going to try calling George. I don't see him still. We're still going to try calling him. All I can do is say, hey, I'm busy, right? <laughs> All right. So but before we do that, I'm going to play my audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can send those to me, uh, probably emailing them if you make sure that you add the word the, because if you don't add the word the, I don't know who in the heck is going to get your email. So the word the has to be in there, the Speakeasy Cafe, T-H-E, Speakeasy Cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure when you email me your files that you put MP3, audio track, recorded poem, whatever, something in the subject line uh, to catch my attention. I'll get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I picked out, I should have picked out one, a longer one, 
<laughs> but the piece I picked out to play tonight is one that was just sent to me, and I'm really excited that I was able to figure out a way to do this, but it is um, a piece by Michael Todd, and he's reading one of Miss Joe Peck's poems. And I really would hope, I, I think I'm going to do the one confessions. I'm going to save the other one for the beginning of next week's show. Um, this one is Michael Todd, and it is the um, poem he p- produced called Confessions by our beautiful Miss Joe Peck. So here we go. Confessions by Carisha Jopek. I wanted to go there, but I can't remember to be with someone lost in the field of wildflowers that disappeared when I touched a memory that confused the horizon. The address of the doctor who promised not to cure me but hide the symptoms, humanized me, was on a paper I lost when I tried to shuffle the lost bits in order, remove the jokers from the deck, forecast the future with stones. There was a discombobulation of format. The margins ate what I was trying to explain, those hours that blurred the green of early summer. I didn't mean to ruin your parade of secrets by dislocating the afternoon, burying your toy soldiers in dust after you shrouded each in a beautiful sentence. I couldn't remember the name of the song I wanted to hear on the radio while I drove chasing dust beyond the tallest pines, riding barns and small houses. Because my brain couldn't connect the dots it used to, and the notes fell off the page before reaching my mouth, weakened from not speaking, I hinged twilight with a paper bag of confetti, jilted syllables. My hands cracked even after the singing that couldn't will away the poison I touched while cutting down the pink and magenta peonies I was to bring someone like you that wilted in the car while I grocery shopped for silence. I spotted you in the shadows of your poem, and the day before with your flashlight at night between stanzas, trying to illuminate past the bookends of Sunday to Saturday. I couldn't say you were afraid with certainty, with the clarity of one walking to an altar built of believed promises. The movie I was making to excise unpleasant emotions offer catharsis eluded. It was supposed to be in the far distance of old black and white movies and photographs, but kept jumping into color. Shades of red, fallen rose petals that filled the screen with silk, the cardinal dead in my hand that bled even after burial, my misplaced, surfacing exasperation, orange embers that burned past February. Resilient stigmas imbued the purple of bruises, small violence that grew into the dark irises, fading the blunted fuchsia. I wanted to tell you we could exchange shoes, hats, faces in the film of forgetting for a day, maybe a week, that the disappearance didn't have to hurt so much that we'll float this time instead of drown. There was a melody that punctuated the soundtrack, what we used to want against dominoes falling with civilization's house of cards, the first thought on the breath defined by dreaming. Thoughts were tangled in my hair, I was afraid to wash, that I would lose myself in a painful refrain, the humbling, an avalanche beyond any first responders. 
it's been so long without a pen or keyboard. My fingers have gone idle with something like melancholy. I was meaning to write an explication of the days of invisibility, how I stayed up to save myself from falling. Nauseated from caffeine, I walked a mile just as the birds began singing to usher daylight to the blind widow's house to read her love sonnets, but she didn't recognize my voice and wouldn't open the door. I was on my way somewhere else, somewhere I can't remember to join a crowd of bystanders to blend in and not be the subject anymore because some meanings were self-fabricated, embroidered in syntax, differential at best, and it looked like rain. That was Michael Todd reading Christopher Joe Peck's poem, and uh, he produced that. And it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely love it. Can't wait for you to hear the one. Actually, I may play it later today or next week, and we may play him again next week because I don't know if you guys even can still hear me. But we're still going. We're just going to keep going, right? What I am going to do is kind of go through what we would normally go through as far as callers, since none of you can get into the studio, I have permission to call some of you on your phones, and I'm going to try dialing out to you from the studio, and we'll see how that works. And um, so if you're listening and you want me to try calling you, send me a message on Facebook, give me your number, let me know, say, hey, try calling me. We're going to start out by trying to get a hold of Levi. So let's see if this works. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Call Levi, answer your phone. Unless y'all don't answer. And I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll just start making, like, obscene phone calls or random phone calls. Not obscene, because I want to be obscene, but prank calls. That's it. Okay, so there was no answer from Levi. So we are going to try Michael Todd. Let's see if we can get Michael on the line. See, I don't even know if these are working or if these are even dialing out to you. So if I just tried calling you and you didn't hear a phone call, let me know, and then I'll know the outgoing lines are not working either. But let's try getting a hold of Michael. Maybe. Maybe we're going to try to get a hold of Michael. Here we go. Cause failed or was not answered. It never even went through. Mr. Buddy Boy, phone operator man. Let's try this again. Take out those. We'll do that. And we'll put this here, that there, and we'll put that there, and do that. Now let's go ahead and try dialing again. It's ringing. Hello. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Hi, Michael. 
Hi, Nala. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You're here with me live on the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you for uh, answering your phone, sir. <laughs> well, it's great. I guess I should mute the show since we're going to be talking in person. <laughs> there we That eliminates all the echoes. Mm-hmm. So, can you hear me? I can hear you. I am so glad this worked. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> right. Who's glad? So, Who's good idea was this? To dial out? Yes. It was my idea. I'm the only one here. It's a great idea. Now we're in, now we're in good shape. Yeah, as long as as long as uh, I mean, I don't have all of y'all's phone numbers, so if you guys want me to try calling you in, you know, as I said, all y'all's because I'm talking to Michael. Um, <laughs> have everybody send you something on Messenger. Yeah, send me uh, yeah, send me your phone numbers so I can dial you up, and we'll just we'll just get through this ugly fun tonight. Fantastic. Did you hear the track I played? I did. I did. It, it was uh, quite exciting. Quite, it was. I did that last night, and uh, I really didn't even think about it. I just probably popped in my head, and I thought I'd try it, and one thing led to another. It worked out okay. It only took about, really I don't did. know, six or seven tries for each one, but the first ones were just practicing. When you read someone else's like material... Down. You got to find the stops. You do. You gotta, it helps to have heard their voice before, um, but if you got to make it up, you can. You can, and sometimes you have to guess. And when you do, you hope for the best and hope they don't come strangle you in the night for how dare you do this to me. <laughs> no, you did a fantastic job on both of them. I did put them on. Uh, wave pad and I increased the amplified the volume of them and took out some of the static so they came through really clear. Great. But downloading them that way and it it worked. I had to Google how to do it, but it worked out perfect. So I was able to get those downloaded and I think they sound absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. Well, you did a really good job reading and the music is perfect for them. Thanks. That was fun, finding some music to match up. And the music that I found is actually copyright-free, designed for people like myself that just want to make recordings for fun. So Mm -hmm. no one can be angry about me taking their music. I wasn't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good job. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we have them in the library now, and I'm glad I get to share them with everybody. I know they're going to love them. You feel free to use them anytime you want, Miss. Help yourself. I'm shuffling papers here right now. Okay. So I thought we were going to have a burnt run, and then I'm saying we weren't. So, the uh, what I'm going to read tonight, I've got to find the author, make sure that I have her uh, URL in place. there what else is going on miss oh nothing just working on the fundraiser stuff and cleaning house and planning trips and trying to keep my 
my P's and Q's in order, and I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Get an under There's Mama's a- thumb to get my uh, to get my book work done. So I've been starting on that again, and yeah, always a hundred plates spinning, right? All right, I'm going to I raise did send you a, a video, though. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I did send you a video, though, today. Oh, yes, I did. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I had, I've had to be muted on everything I've done so far. So uh, I'll keep that after the show. I'm very excited about that. You've been on a good roll lately with your videos. So what are you giving us? I'll be quiet now. I'm going to give you three short poems to start off with. Uh, by a writer named Lisa Matolo. I think that's how to pronounce it. I have an answer to it. M-O-T-T-O-L-O. She's an East Coast writer that I just fortunately happened upon. And uh, she is a... Let me change the speaker right here. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, she's an East Coast writer. She is a... From what I've read, she's an absolute master of closure which is kind of really, 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 really important to me. Uh, a big part of what I'm about, rhyming and closure. And, uh, and, and you know, you know how sometimes when I write a poem, I'll just go some abstract place and just kill it right there on the spot, and you're waiting for mm-hmm. what's next, and it's over? She's really good at that, really, really good at that. I mean, I was just like, I got like jumped up out of the chair and cheered the first couple I saw from her. So that's really what I want to share. The first poem from Lisa Matola is called Write About Death, and write is spelled W-R-I-T-E. Write About Death. It is fortunate death is soft like mushroom or a bruised bone because it allows us to handle it without callousing our hands. I'm tired of things that sit in my hands too lightly or even too beautifully, And this is why I don't write about death as often as I used to. I clasp every death I've ever known into my palms like a locket that closes too tightly, and I keep them there as though I value a tragedy that hangs around the neck pretty. In peace. Wow. I can really see why that appealed to you. Are you going to read more? More? You said more, right? Oh, yeah. That's unreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I read it and then just like read it again and I read it again. And uh, like looping. Really, really, really cool. Okay. The next poem is called Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R, Sonder by Lisa Matolo. A bird's piece of down like fraying lace falls. A snowflake in the summer And we say, look, it is fragile like our considerations of the universe. Look, it is so light that it flies away when we try to catch it, like when we try to understand every passing human has a life as vivid as ours. What's that word that means this again? Sonder. Oh, how we find these words fascinating, as if every English word isn't just as complex. And then the bird's piece of down lands between a few blades of grass. In poem. 
You know what I love about that? You know how when I talk about in the workshop to go out find go out every single day and find something worth seventeen syllables? You know, I can I can picture her walking down the sidewalk and seeing a leaf in the air. And that inspiring her to write that. You know, that's how important and I don't know that that's how that happened. I don't know how she, you know, what inspired her to write it, but I'm using that as an example of paying attention to the things around you. I think that's absolutely a perfect piece, example, um, of what I mean when I'm talking about that. Because she was able to capture not only the movement of the, the instance she was in, but also capture the flow of thought, you know, that followed its path until it landed. You know, that, that whole inspirational thought process when you see something and your mind wanders and you let go. I thought that was incredible. I think so, too. She's all over the Internet. Uh, you can, she's Googleable. Her Facebook page, she loads it up with poetry. Her Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash Lisa, L-I-S-A dot M-O-T-T-O-L-O. Maybe that's model O. Anyway, facebook.com slash Lisa model O, Matola. Miss Magnificent, that's just what she'll be. I have one more from her. This is called Asking the Rabbit the Time. I ask my anger to pull back like webs ebbing with the wind. And I know it is as foolish as asking the rabbit the time. But I've always looked at speechless objects when I feel helpless. Because imagine the helplessness of being speechless. In poem. Wow. I, I say that to last because I knew it would lift you. I knew it would light you up like a Christmas tree. That absolutely, absolutely, just the imagery in that can it, it can be bent to someone's perspective so easily, and made personal so easily. Yeah, that was my favorite. You knew it would be. I thought it would be. Just a thought. Never know these mm-hmm. days. How do you spell her last name again? Spell her last name M O T T O L O. And honest to God, I wish I could say we were new best friends and everything, but I really don't know her. I haven't met her. She's kind of she's a pretty big deal in the literary world. Now she's got time for somebody like me, but I can be a fan. I'm good at that. Everybody has time for someone like you'll you'll rift or you'll get her attention at some point. Something's going to grab you. It always happens. No, not on my mind. Just happy to be in the throng. So there. <laughs> one of her poems did make me think of an old one that I wrote in 2009. Um, it's about a locket, and the locket travels through time. Uh, I guess if I remember right, it begins in the First World War. And the uh, the 
closing line of it, I'll go ahead and give that away. As my dad said it for years and years. If you you get used to hanging if you hang long enough. That was a crazy analogy he had. So uh kind of just threw that into a poem about ooh, 13 years ago, 12, something like that. Do you have it handy? Do you want to read it? Sure. i got it right here in front of me. Okay. Yep. It's called Hanging by Michael Todd. I was already an antique at the initial global conflict, the only piece of a collection not sacrificed that year. It was the war to end all wars, no more pain to afflict, soon lost in the shuffle, wondering where I go from here. I was tended as tawdry, part of a flapper's disguise. Through prohibition, I was rarely exposed to sunlight. I was out on the island the day of the fateful sunrise while my people stopped and stared at incoming flight. At a drive-in, suspend from a rear of a 57 Chevy, five golden strands of hair woven through my chain, lost again, hidden in trunk, escapee from the bevy, from a heaven's door to a devil's lair, on my way again. Rescued from a pawn shop, again finding second chances, worn proudly to see by beauty in leather and lace, disco ball hanging like a weeping willow. She dances, striding boldly forward, turns every head in the place. Once a sparkling jewel etched with twinkles of gold, memento of life long lived, turn around, start again. Everything said or heard, recorded, and stories told, time-yellowed memories trace past to now from then. Through circles of cycles, fragile, handled with care, some links are now frayed in my clasp a little rough. A beauty of a gem so rare, wonder where I go from here, aware you get used to hanging if you hang long enough. I love that piece so much. I love the concept of things retaining their stories, you know, keeping their fingerprints, kind of like the movie The Red Violin. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. Have you ever seen that? No. You need to write that down, The Red Violin. You have to watch that movie now, please. You don't have to. I'm begging you to. Yes, ma'am. The red violin. Okay. And you'll love it. You'll understand why. And it's absolutely, by far, my favorite, favorite movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And when you watch it, you'll understand why I love that poem. Well, okie dokie. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And, and you know, just like you talked about, the, the perfect the perfect nail of a closing line. Yeah, it was a, it popped back in my head. He's, the dad's been gone like a year. So, uh, yeah, things are coming into focus now, things that are overlooked over time. Yeah. So, anyway, do you want me to keep going or do you want to call some more people? Well, do you want to hang on the line and listen, or do you want to listen on the computer and 
I can call you back if I need to. Or That'll be fine. Um, I've got a couple of people I'm going to try calling. If the lines stay like this, I'm probably going to end up putting on a workshop. Okay. To play so that you guys can listen to a workshop, maybe the one that George did. I'm not sure. Um, and Philip, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. But or you can just hang out with me right now while I bring someone else on. You can do that. Unless you have work to do. You can do it all at the same time. Okay. Well, let's try to grab. Let's try calling Levi again if it'll let me. But maybe paste. Come on, come on, come on. All right, let's try calling Levi again. Hi, you reached the Miracle Residence. We are unable to take la, your call la, right la, now. La, la, Please la, la, leave your name and number after the beep. Bye. Hey, Levi. It's Nyla and Michael Todd here at the Speakeasy Cafe Radio Show. We just wanted to let you know that we were thinking about you and hoping you have a great day. And we're missing you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> well, that was kind of fun, huh? That was fun. Oh. Prank calls. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and try grabbing. Who else did I have permission to call? I had permission to call George, but George isn't here anymore. But we're going to try to call him anyway because you know why? I said I would, and that's important to do what you say you're going to do. Paste. Got to take out the special characters and jump all through these hoops. All right. Let's see if we can get George on the line. Call failed or was not answered. Let's try it again. does not look like they're going to answer. So let's George Noreen. We're going to try calling Noreen because they said it was okay to call them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Hang on, Michael. Miss Noreen is there and she's hearing us and she'll know to answer. Here we go. Um, um hello. Uh oh. <laughs> hello, Noreen. Um, this is Nyla at the Speakeasy Cafe calling you from uh, our guest line. How are you? Okay, I'm I'm doing good. Hello, Nyla. 
<laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing better. I'm doing better now. I'm really glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I know you weren't feeling well for a while, so we're much glad that oh. you're feeling better. Michael Todd is yes. here with me. We are having issues uh-huh. with the phone lines, as you all know, so I am trying to call out to some people and bring them on, and that seems to be semi-working. I don't know how long we're going to keep this up, but we're here right now doing it ugly, but doing it anyway. Okay. So welcome um, to the show, Noreen. Okay, um, thank you, Nyla. Okay, um, okay um, how are you doing? I'm awesome. Okay. That's good. Um, hello, Michael. Hi, Noreen. Ann, how are you? See, I'm doing better. How are you doing? Oh, outstanding as always. That's, that's good. Okay. And the poem I got for Gary is um, Now and Forever Our Love. And since it's close to Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, oh. I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love and she has mine. The end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to picture you and Gary fighting. It's like, Gary, you stop it right now, my teddy bear darling, or I'm going to knock the stuffing out of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst I can see it getting. <laughs> That was so sweet. I love that okay. one. Okay, thank you. He, he, he's, You're welcome. He's awesome. Michael? Yes, ma'am. Do you want to comment on Gary's poem? Yeah, I, I just couldn't help but think right there that, that going grocery shopping with the two of you would have been a blast. Oh, yes. yes <laughs> the, oh, yes, because he's the only one I ever found that. We, we can stay in there for hours and hours. We go through every uh, every um, every uh, aisle. But then when then we didn't have then we had to stop having transportation. I mean, when we we didn't have transportation anymore, so we had to depend on somebody. So we couldn't do that anymore. But we even uh, stayed all day long to, for looking for a computer. And and um and and we um I don't think we bought any that day. Then we turn around. I I guess they always stares at us because we'll be there hours and hours. And the next time we went there and we we found one we wanted. That was at Walmart. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> we 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 can stay. We both of us we can stay for hours and hours. And only one time I can ever remember we went out at Walmart without buying anything because. They didn't have what we was going in there for, but we usually don't do that. We we had we just stay there all day long. We can, and it's fun to go grocery shopping with us because we don't. I we use a lot of time. Most of the time, we don't stick to our list. I stick to the Never. list I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, which one are you going to read of yours, honey? Okay. Um. Okay. Can I read two? Of course. Okay. And this one's called Love Flourish. Okay. 
um, we have okay, we have our ups and downs. Still, our love flourishes every day, minute. I wouldn't, I would, I would have it no other way. I want you now. Be my Valentine. The end. Aww. Okay. That's beautiful. Okay, thank you. And the next one is called um, Be Inspired. Come to mend, not the end, just the beginning. Pick up the pen and write like it's your last night. Write from your heart and soul. Write from your guts deep within. Just pick up the pen. Let the pen guide you. Let the ink drip, forming words. Be inspired. Get inspired. Don't be afraid. Be you. Just write and write and speak and speak. And remember, read and read to get and to be inspired. The end. (laughs) Very good words to live by. Yes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Michael? Well, I think Noreen derives inspiration from everyday things in life, so she never really has to go looking for it. Inspiration comes to her, and she doesn't blink. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree. Well, thank you. I absolutely agree. You're welcome, Noreen. So okay. are you going to tell us how to find you guys? Yes. You can um, You can find Gary in, in my books. You can find um, on um, um, uh-oh, Amazon.com, and then you can find um, our, us on our official website on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry and then you can um find gary on facebook dot com on um reverbnation dot com on um poetrypoem dot com and then you can find me on poetrypoem dot com um facebook dot com um reverbnation dot com and um you can also find us on um kofi ko dash fi dot com Front slash Gary and Noreen, and um, and our, we got we got mem- I got memberships from three dollars to um twenty five dollars up their memberships, and I got um I got a shop on there. You can buy our uh, autograph books and um magnets, car- greeting cards that I made myself with my poem in it. Each each, each different kind of. Um, card has my poem I wrote for especially for that. Okay. And um and hopefully I'll get some stickers and um um later on I will do I wanna do broadsides too. Broads broads Uh oh I forgot. Broadside, I think that's what you call it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. And then you can find um me doing Facebook Live every Saturday night, um, at four o'clock on um I didn't have I, no, I didn't have it last Saturday, but I will have it this Saturday at 4 o'clock on the Poetry Club. And there's going to be a raffle drawing. Okay. And, and that it will is be very the, cool, Noreen. Yes. And, 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 um, and, um, uh, uh, Bill, Bill Peters, he sent us more books for the, uh, for the raffle drawing. So I haven't decided which one yet. And so I'll be, and I will be doing a video on that too. All the books he sent us, 
and then one of them is going to be for the raffle drawing this Saturday. And you also can find me on here, too. And Gary and me both. <laughs> I don't want to Perfect be again. I'm trying. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to be distracted. But just as you were saying the end of that, I had tech support jump up and, and type something to me, and it like blasted across my screen. And I'm like, no, don't look at the squirrel. Don't look at the squirrel. <laughs> 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 That's too funny. Okay. Fantastic job tonight. I'm so glad that you picked up the phone, Noreen, and had something to yes. share with us tonight. And this was yes. really kind of cool calling out to you like this. Yes. Okay. Th- thank you. And it probably sent me that she already sent you her her phone number too. So I'm looking. I can't wait for to hear her to read her read. She's from she India. Sent me what? She said she sent you her phone number. Okay. Let me look. We will see. Okay. I don't know. I don't think that I can call. I've got her number, but yes. I don't think that I can. I can't call internationally on the call out line. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll let uh, Bard know too then. They may be able you... to try calling in on Skype if they've got Skype and call, call in through the studio. They may be able to do that for free. But okay. I know that I can't call. Uh, my my call out line is is not won't dial international numbers and the number she oh. gave me is international. So I'm really okay. kind of bummed now. I wish I could get her on. Okay, I'll tell um, tell her and I also tell um, Bard too. I don't know what country Bard is in. I think he's in. Um, I think she's international too. I'll let them know. Okay. Yeah, there okay. is an option if you have the board up to call in via Skype and possibly direct connect. I'm not sh- connect. I'm not sure, so they can try one of those. And I know okay. the phone lines are down, but I don't know if that's down. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Noreen. Thank okay. you, sweetheart. And hey, by okay, the way, uh, I saw that you donated to the fundraiser again this yes. year. So I just want to thank you and let you know how much that means. We love both of you so much and appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, and, and we love you all too. And it's an honor to be able to donate to to for Speakeasy Cafe because it, it is it, cause this means a lot to to Gary and I both because you um isn't it a lot because it brought us more closer as together as poets because we would we would love to write together and even and you know so that that really helped us grow too. So thank you, and we got to learn about. Edith Adair Bounding wasn't for, you know, your shows. We would never, I probably wouldn't hear it about the Derek Browning. Well, I would well, later you are on. my Brownings. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay. Love you, Noreen. Thank you, honey. Okay. And we'll talk to you next You're week, welcome. right? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, I'm going okay. to just put you on hold and you can hang up if you need to. Okay, okay. All right, honey, okay. thank you. You're welcome. If I just put people on hold, and then if I have to, I can bring him back on. You still good for hanging out, Michael? I am. Okay. So we got Noreen. We didn't get George. We didn't get... We didn't get... um, Levi. Andrea is going to let me know when it's okay to call her Lady A. So 
So I'm watching. We've got Soldier Blue, and we have, who else? Who else do I have? I'm going to grab Jimmy. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. Michael. Oh, okay. I didn't say anything. So I'm, You're hearing a ghost. I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe it's all the voices in my head trying to catch up with what I'm trying to figure out what I don't know what I'm doing. You're doing just fine. Okay. All right. I, I believe you. I'm desperately looking for Jimmy's phone number. I know I have it. What's in what's Nevada's area code? That'll help me remember. I don't remember Nevada's area code. Jimmy, what's your area code? Jimmy, can you hear me? Then he's going to make me start singing. Why don't you find another poem to read, Michael? While I take care of this stuff, you can you can you can be my my poetry back up here. Uh, no, I've got like twenty poems right in front of me right now. I can't prepare do? to do the entire show. I can't prepare to do the whole show. I can do three hours easily. <laughs> well, would you like to read something while I take care of my phone numbers here? I'll be happy to. Okay. Uh, this goes back to 2013 in October. This is uh, riffing with Laney is what we call this. She wrote a poem, and and then I charged right in behind her. Laney's poem is called Love is Like a Beatles Song. Perhaps all our ideas of love start with books, grow from sappy songs that spark fanciful dreams and ideals. I always imagined that attraction came within piercing looks, nights on white horses falling head over heels. And while those daydreams haven't all come true, there is one thing, one belief in which my fantasies have been proven, one thing that I would swear to, the reality of heart, one truth in which everyone agrees, and that is true love will burn in you like fire, will keep you warm, make you comforted and protected. Your world will turn empty and cold should it expire, biting again and again every time your heart is rejected. Because love consumes your mind, your heart, your soul, but then in doing so, it makes you whole. All you need is love. And I responded with spinning. A carousel horse can't change his course. It doesn't see the need. He is going to hell in a handbasket, just a figure of speech. This breed fails to see the need, spiraling in locked speed. Consider, perhaps, there comes a moment to teach, avoiding peach. I am an unabbreviated etc. and as much the ultimate so-and-so, noting in my way there is nothing on display to break my fall. Consequence turbulence cast fate to whims of change in escrow over the top and smash it up or hit the brakes, a margin call. All the things you said at face value folly, appearing distant, what makes me so quick to fend off the logaria and dissent? I can't say or I won't, but I know your voice is a constant. Should be obvious by now, 
truth lies in your advice and consent. My intricate flaws, as you deduce, reduce to a simple design. Gauge northern lights to southern stars, and please, toss me a lifeline. All I need is you. Impulse. Aw. I loved that. That was beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. I love to share my crashing and burning in life with people. <laughs> you know, sometimes it makes a fall not so rough. So are you ready for some Jimmy Ray? Lay it on me. Okay. Let's see if we can get Jimmy Ray on. And then I am going to call Soldier Blue, I believe. Soldier Blue, Blue, out of the blue. Let's see if we can get... Let's see if we can get Jimmy on. Hello? (laughs) Hey, Jimmy. Hey, hey, hey. Nyla from the Speakeasy Cafe, you are on the air. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I don't know what to do. I haven't got makeup on or anything yet. That's okay. That's okay. This is just an impromptu call to find out if you can pull a poem out of your butt on demand. I can. I can. I got one I just wrote uh, not too long ago, and it is called... Life goes on until it can't. Cars everywhere speeding past. People walking, talking, unmasked. I could be quiet as a mouse or loudly rant. Life goes on until it can't. Soon less time clocks will be punched. Not as many folks out having lunch. Time to hunker down like a good houseplant. Life goes on. Until it can't. Factories shut down, abandoned. Trucks parked seemingly at random. From the biggest Lebowski to the lowliest brand. Life goes on. Until it can't. Won't be many left. No internet or TV. Better learn to fish and hunt. Ride a bike or ski. Flat earth societies will be devoid of their chance. Life goes on. Until it can't. Maybe in a thousand years we'll figure it out. Harbingers of doom can cast the slightest doubt. Compassion at the forefront. Goodwill, a master plan. Life goes on when it can. End poem. You know, from someone who just watched the movie Don't Look Up, (laughs) that that really kind of resonates with me deeply. <laughs> well, that's good. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but um, I haven't. But I heard about it. Yeah, it's one of those that I think ten years after watching it, you're still going to be sitting there wondering what you saw. I would highly recommend that you watch it, and then you'll understand why why that uh, <laughs> why that really okay. struck a nerve. The way it it really fits well. I loved it, Michael. I want to make sure that you talk because I talk a lot. I'm really familiar with that because I've already read it about seven or eight times. Uh, 
<laughs> I knew Mike did. He's the first one to comment on it. That's right. Uh, Jimmy does well with the onslaught of plagues. Uh, these, are, these are dangerous <laughs> days we live in. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always, and I don't know if I, it's, it's kind of like looking at, you know, obviously we never want anything to get to that point. Um, uh, it's great when you're watching a movie and it's, you know, for entertainment, but in real life, we don't want to think about that being a reality, but, um, for, in terms of playing with words and, and writing something down uh, that can fit that whole motif, that whole idea, uh, I like playing with worst-case scenarios because um, mm-hmm. as outlandish and movie-like as they are, uh, there's enough of reality there where, where you can kind of stop and go, damn, you know, <laughs> we could get there. We better, we better shape up. You know, it, it's so true. Are you going to read too, Jimmy? Yeah, I got I, – did you get a – I don't know if you got a chance to – I know you, it's tough. you got a lot of stuff going on. I know that. But um, uh, one of the other recent ones I wrote um, is me and Jimmy Musgrave. Did you get a chance to read that? I, I didn't. Okay, because you're you, in it. I mean, you know that I get, like, very little Internet time right now because of everything. No, 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 absolutely, and I understand it, but I, the reason why I asked is because yeah. you're, you're, lit- you're literally in the poem. I'm in the poem? Oh, no, this can never be good. Yeah, <laughs> and since it's, a, since, it's a crazy, since it's a crazy night with a lot of technical difficulties, we got, uh, you know, Rock and Mike in the house, and uh, it's a kind of a wild, loose, you know, a uh, little maybe slightly unhinged feeling in the air, you know, it's a little bit electric. So, uh We'll go ahead and do this one as, uh, well, I'll do the best I can, as a song. And, uh, and you know, Jim Musgrave, you know, we know from, uh, I, I actually met him through Anna, 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 Anna Donovan, and a um, uh, great guy. I got to review his book, uh, recent book, and we got to talk a lot, and um, he's something else. And I started talk, thinking about it, and, you know, we had a lot of similar. I saw that you um, reviewed his book. Yeah, and, and and yeah, that was that was a great experience. Um, just getting you know getting a copy of it and being able to take my time with it. He gave me a whole bunch of time uh, with it, which I needed. <laughs> and uh, but talking to him, I found out we have a lot of similar philosophies, um, which like a lot of us do. I know me and Mike do as well. You know, you know we've we've talked before, but also in in um, just in the words, you know. And you know this now. This is something that's you know it's, it's perpetual. It's you know you you there's a kinship that we have and um so when i was you know when i went to write this i started writing about i just did this kind of fan fantasy like scenario uh with jim musgrave and i thought you know i'm beefing this thing up i want to make a few verses anyway so you know i'll throw a couple more folks in there uh this is me and jimmy musgrave me and jimmy musgrave used to write for the pulp rags down in Summersby. Jimmy's lurid tales would sell while mine would fade to black and drift into obscurity. He told me not to sweat it, said abattoir was as good as any tale he'd read. So, buddy, thanks for believing in me. I'll cherish that until the day I'm dead. Me and Mama Vicky used to play the silver ball down at Ike's Corner Store. 
I would surely tilt the bastard, but Vicky always seemed to get the highest score. Pac-Man on Friday nights, how many blue ghosts would have to fall. Mr. Pinball Wizard just walk away, because Mama V surely played a mean pinball. Me and Miss Nyla used to hang out on Saturday at the speakeasy. Molly served us coffee, then we'd stand up in front and read our poetry. We took all of our friends on a journey that transcends everything we know. Thank you, Nyla, for all you do and giving us a place we can always go. Me and Jimmy Musgrave still throw our ink like bandits, outlaws of poetry. Jimmy, he's publishing hard while I'm still trying to get all of the world to see. We stayed up until midnight plotting stories like they were going to be the greatest crime. So thanks for Valley of the Dogs. Buddy, I'm proud to call you a friend of mine. And Paul. I love it. I absolutely love it. I knew you might. That is, I mean, that is absolutely amazing. Well, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times we just, you know, we have these thoughts, you know, and, and I know you know, Mike, I know you definitely know, because I love, you know, a lot of your pieces, uh, you know, we talked about, or I've mentioned it before, the conversational tone kind of lures you in, but it's, it's where the story goes. You know, it's what you do with it. You know, you take an idea that's real, a kinship, a friendship, uh, you know, a, a, a melding of philosophies, and then you kind of sit down, at least for me, I kind of sit down and I'm just kind of, you know, and I just picture this, uh, you know, okay, this kind of made-up scenario where me and Jim Musgrave are sweating it out, trying to get our stuff noticed, you know, way back in the day, and then we worked up to this point, and then bring some other folks in, and it's just, uh, and that's, for me, I'm what makes picturing playing poetry. pinball with Mama. At pinball with Mama, and I talked to Mama, I actually, we, I, I talked to her, I just, and I didn't let her know I was writing a poem with, that she was going to be in, I just asked her, I said, hey, where'd you grow up, what did you do, what, what, what was your favorite thing to do, what did you, you know, did you have any special hangouts, uh, you know, or spots, and she she threw some stuff my way and I said oh okay great that's really interesting and uh and I used it and um and that's what makes poetry fun to me is 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 you know it's creating but it's it's not even knowing myself where it's going to go as I start it and then feeling that excitement to where it's going and then being able to share it and that's I think uh you know that's that's gold and that's I think that's the that's got to be the biggest reason you do it I agree. Michael? That was a blistering piece of Americana. I felt like, it, uh, I, felt like I ran out of gas in Kentucky at 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning and, and found a local radio station, and people were just calling in and not selling or not buying, just chatting away. That's, that's good stuff. It was very Tom T. Hall. Um, you know, the key to writing... I- to writing for somebody like Jimmy or me is we we have to tell a story 
It's not tell a story that we haven't told before. It's a story that no one has ever told before. It's got to be completely original or we don't go anywhere with it. We we roadblock it. Yes. That, 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 absolutely. that, that hit close to home. Uh, I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, and you're right. That's, you know, for me and for you and I know for uh, several others, that's what we do, man. We, you know, you tell that story and, and, and it's, and just to, uh, you know, it's just a unique, it's a fun way to, play with poetry to have fun with it because uh, poetry is so many things and it's so many different things to so many different people and and to be able to tell a story uh, you know and I told Nyla this a long time I originally wanted to write novels I wanted to, you know I started writing short stories and it's exhausting and you have to have like just total silence total you know golden time that you can spend on this and with poetry I can crack out a story that's deep and meaningful and pretty cool and like you said never told before and I can do it in a matter of minutes and it's uh, that's what I prefer <laughs> anyway <laughs> I am um, slice of life master I think that mama's listening I just sent a copy of this to Mama to make sure that she got to see it, too. I think all she has right now is her phone, so I don't know how well she's able to keep up on the Internet. But we'll find out because I'm going to be giving her a call here in a little bit, too. Jimmy, you want to do me a favor, my love, and tell everyone how they can find you? All right. Uh, Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis, um, Word Machinist. Come by, drop by, drop me a line. Um, I'm working on some other venues, some other ideas, I'll let you know. And then also ReverbNation.com uh, forward slash Word Machinist if you want to hear the uh, uh, vocal tracks that I have now. And thank you, Nyla. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael, great talking with you, bud. Always, always you a pleasure, sure. man. Fantastic. All right, you guys take care. You too, hon. Thanks for letting me call you. You got it. Okay, so we're going to try calling. Michael, you still good for hanging out? Absolutely. Okay, let's go ahead and try giving Soldier Blue a call. He may or may not be aware of the fact that I'm going to call him, but this would not be the first time it happened on this show. So there's just some things that membership lets you have the privilege of. Let's see if we can get him on. Hello. Hey, Mr. Soldier Blue Blue. This is Nyla Lisa and Michael Todd at the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, broadcasting yeah. live from New York City. Welcome to the show. <laughs> the, the one that almost wasn't. <laughs> it always is, even if it's a hot mess, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I called in like eight, nine times, but like 10 minutes before. Anything was supposed to happen and nothing. I mean, my like, host just... wouldn't dial in, so I had to go in through Direct Connect, 
Oh. But then when I tried calling on the guest line to host voice from the guest line, it wouldn't let me. So the only way I am even here tonight is because I called myself from the guest line. I opened the studio, and then I called myself from the guest line. So I'm on the uh, guest line right now, too, or we wouldn't be here. Well, I hear you. <laughs> so where there's a will, there's a way, you know. Of course. Like I, like I said, we're we're doing ugly fun tonight. There you go. I hear you. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So um, uh, we also have, we're going to be having Lady A on a little bit, just so you guys know. Mama's going to be on. Maddie, uh, Maggie's going to be on, I think. we got. I've got those lined up here possibly soon. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you, you uh, answered the call. <laughs> oh, I, had, I, I really wanted to this time around, too. I mean, not that I don't usually, but it's just that this time I... <laughs> I had a really cool, had a really cool piece um, to you know to uh, uh, share. So I just you know was kind of looking forward to being able to put it uh, put it through and see see what everybody was thinking about it. So anyhow, this uh, this one's called uh, uh, "Ribs of a Rainbow." Ribs of a rainbow. Painted slats upon the clouds. That serve as a canvas for the desperation of those still dreaming. Those still sleeping, spirits wide awake. As the thunders slap the riven sky. Diametrics focals of opposition. There are those who see no reason. There are those who reason for the good of no one beyond themselves. They keep throwing matchsticks in the fire, suppressions of arts and crafts, the poisonous task of liars, infatuators, of justice for all. Through me. Shades of shattered color, the ignorant, the arrogant, more interested in what they make instead of creation's true wonders. All ribs of the rainbow cast aside for color graphics, graphite and neon. Trending, ululating voice that hawk cyberwares, products that aren't even real. Ribs of the rainbow, pitted, worn smooth by the wind. It's time to get back to something we can feel. Abitra, palm touch, clay root medicine. Pollen dust, grease filaments, and tree sap. Colors of a dream. Signs, sequence of steps and song. Through knikse. Ribs of a rainbow. If we defend them. Dasi. Cleansing heat. Waffle. We sing the songs of dream time. 
the ageless waves of stones, storms, water, raining grace from cloud nation. We look up and see the faces of ourselves. Speech carried on air currents drops like medicine that falls upon the water. A cup of healing. Nigake. Oh. To save a life. Ah, yeah. Ribs of a rainbow. They are ageless. We shall hold them in trust. Safeguard them for our future generations. Shields for the many whom have not known peace. We shall make them to look like ribs of the rainbow. By the sapphire fires we sit through blue, almost blue. We are born of the ghost road. We know the blue skies of the storm leave messages stone walking our way home using the stars and the ribs of the rainbow as our guides. And peace. So there were things in there like the last the last little bit you read, the ribs of the rainbow. That's a pretty unique line. And it's probably mm. the first time I've heard a rainbow described that way. You know, but it makes you think about, you know, what are all the things holding those colors together, you know, the 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 bones of it. Um it was just a really unique way of describing that. That's why actually I was excited. I mean, like I say, I, I mean when I when it came out and and I, and I saw what you know saw what I had at the end of it all. I mean, I I was like, oh cool, I got something I can really really drop down on here. <laughs> Isn't it fun when we impress ourselves? Well, I, it, it's like I tell you, Miss Nyla, I don't try to guide it. I just follow where the path takes me. I mean, whatever. Where when when my when I look at my landscape, it has been it is because I have allowed it to develop itself. I have not tried to push it into any shape or form. Well, you did a great job. Um, Michael, did you want to comment? Uh, you know, it just reminded me uh, a long time ago when I was listening to Souls of Blue, uh, I had an epiphany. Uh, my epiphany was that ghost road goes both ways. Of course. For the longest time, I thought it was a one-way street, and uh, you know, tonight, listen to this. It's like I'm walking along, look, I look at somebody else, and I can't ask them what they're thinking, and they're not going to tell me. But if you make eye contact just for a moment, it'll all make sense. There's peace, inner peace, and then press on. And sometimes that's all we need. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Were you going to read too, Soldier Blue? Oh, I can. I have another really good one too that I like that I just came out with uh, right after that one. Even <laughs> sometimes it hit me like that. This one, 
is uh, called uh, Spirit Run. Spirit Run for the Wolf. Pull the clouds from the sky. Place the sun in a pocket. Shabby. The dark of mountain shadows. Gedake. Let the crows pick the bones from the soup of raw dreams. Homfe. Breath blesses stone with steam. Slick words that join the chase, that hunting hunger. It is a spirit run for the wolf. Slate bullet shapes of color. Strength is in numbers. Family settled by placement. Who shall draw first blood? And who makes the kill? Loose stone shakes, shivers its own rhythm. Foot pads play the part. Spirit run of the wolf. It comes from the heart. Heads cast in the four directions. Phone catching feather scent upon the wind. Canine muzzles give vent to voice. Pack family survival. Footpads move at speed again. Feral eyes shine in the darkness. Spirit run of the wolf morphs, forms from without to within. Rough of the fur reddened by winter, shaped sunset wolf magic, teaching and observing, training the young life held within their jaws, skin, shreds of flesh, all is fair game for fresh life. Sustenance, bold, grasp of what is, food, bone, grease, femur, marrow, a malleable concern, herbivore, carnivore, deathless knowledge, final flight, oh, follow the crow who follows the wolf, and you shall find meat. It is a spirit run for the wolf. Mountains, the lines, shaded veils, there is the echo of fierce struggle. Life has never been guaranteed. Battles won and lost, both sides carrying scars. Samu, the mountains carrying the memories. Bones left behind to tell stories. Words as bright as the stars. Migage, night wanderers. Vagabonds with marked territories. It is a spirit run by the wolf. Wolf poison, jack in the pulpit, bullets, knives, steel jaws, traps. Man thinks he's so smart. Red wolf shows he's not. Paper extinction and still the DNA survives. Coyote, trickster, shows his marbles as he hides the signs of a ghost Mexican red wolf shonge canine lupine it is a song they sing it is the fierce struggle of a living dream and as they bound over the ridge struck by the sunlight and the first stars of night watse miga on the even star star. They scream, fall-throated, 
to the bones of the moon we live the crescendo crashing in ripples through the surface trees pine spruce elemental fir balsam wood and aromatics creation at its best gathering places for the pack glens with evidence of a feast life continues with or without man's consent the hour is unfolding it is a spirit run for the wolf that was incredible I love the line in there um, where it was and I know I'm going to get it wrong but it's something about following the wolf to find the meat yeah follow the crow who follows the wolf and you will find F- meat follows the wolf to f- yeah and because that's a real thing mm, oh yeah I mean that's not that's not just a a pretty line that's an, an actual you know <laughs> if you're if you're starving in the wilderness you know and you and you, you have a big enough stick you know follow the crow yes indeed you will get you there I love yeah I love that piece <laughs> absolutely loved it Michael well you know I say only the strong survive that's not true strong are going to survive, but the smart can survive right there with them. There you go. Oh, sure. Well, that's, smart, what, that's what I was talking about in that. Better. Well, I mean, that's what I was talking about in that one part, you know, between the carnivores and the herbivores. You know, for either side, life is never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. you got to be really proud of what you do as a writer? Well, mostly I'm just thankful. <laughs> I, okay I consider, well, I, I consider myself, you know, thank, I mean, I say that because, I mean, I'm thankful that I have been blessed by the spirit ones who have decided to work through me, you know? And, you know, I mean, I have the skills and I've developed them in the craft as, you know, as my own part of, of spirit. Um, but I give all thanks to them because without their, without their blessing, I don't know if I'd have made it this far. Mm-hmm. So I give thanks. I understand that very well. <laughs> all right, my darling blue, 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 yes. tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, all right. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, and it's Rafe Wild, and then in, uh, at Facebook, and then underneath Rafe Wild, you see in parentheses it'll say Soldier Blue, and then also the continuing uh, work of uh, uh, Red Earth One, which is my podcast, and that's an ongoing thing. As well, I would say that uh, if anybody is interested, in, I don't know exactly what the time frame is, but I know that tomorrow. Uh, women of the White Buffalo are going to be having a uh, kind of like an interview conversation. And the uh, showcase of what they're doing is the fact that the movie that they're going to be uh, releasing very soon is, in fact, about MMIW, which is the Missing uh, Murdered Indigenous Women. And it has all to do with that. So if anybody's interested, just look them up. They're on Facebook and they're on Instagram, uh, Women of the White Buffalo. 
and you can you can they, you you'll be able to find all of the uh, pertinent information there. Post that on my page too, if you think about it. I will. I will do that. Yeah, I mean that stuff's important. Sure, it is. So this so, is happening yeah, to you know do, native do, women. Please, if you think about it. You know. Oh I, no. I, <laughs> I will make sure I mean, it gets you, there, Miss Matt. I'm posting it on my page. Yeah. Make sure you post it on my page. I don't want to sound like I'm telling you yeah. what to do. You know, it's like no, no, mush, mush. Oh, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to tell, tell me twice because I mean, as you well know, this is an ongoing conversation that I've been, you know, writing work about, you know, for the last twenty some odd years. As long so, as I've no, known you, probably before oh, I met yeah. you. Well, a little bit before I looked up the uh, the the release date of the. Movie uh, Backroads, which was first what first got me uh, uh, walking down that road, so to speak, and uh, seeking out information. It's, like I said, it's called Backroads, and that was in like I believe the release date of that was like uh, the year 2000. So um, yeah, since uh, at least since then, at least since then I've yeah, been. If you think about walking everything that you and I have been through since I met you. I mean, I met you right before we started. I, I, this show even became on the air. I knew you and, and was a fan of yours and was listening to you. And, and I got to know you much better once I started this show. But, you know, I remember, you know, you just starting out, not just starting out as a writer, but really starting out on some of these very, very, important issues thing i mean you were really just coming into that when i met you and i remember how over the course of time it took such emotional toll on you i mean really really just absolutely chewed you up and spit you out the more you the more you dug deep into this the more you became involved in sharing this this the more truths you learned i mean it emotionally it really fucked with you for a while and I remember the, the yeah. struggles you had, the emotional struggles you had, and the, and the just the, I can't, angst, I hate the word angst. I hate that word, by the way. But I can't even think of, I can't think of a better word, just the angst that the knowledge and the weight of everything you were learning and discovering and the injustices, I remember how that almost devastated you. But it didn't. You didn't let it. And I remember the conversations that we had, remember, sitting on the phone, Oh yeah. All those hours and just, and just talking about why it was important and and oh, yeah. you didn't let it consume you. You didn't let it keep you down. You didn't you you fought through and and truly are a voice like I have not heard before. You are you are one in a million voice. That you you didn't let it silence you. I'm very proud to have been able to have known you through this, to experience this with you, to learn from you, to become angry with you, to learn to have hope with you, you know, mostly to be angry, though. You know, I thank you for the anger. I thank you for the knowledge. I thank you for the ways you've opened my eyes and things I've learned from you. You know, it's all so important, and that never would have happened if you had have stopped. Oh, I know. I, I couldn't stop though. No, I mean, it scared the hell out of me most of the time. Most of the time, but I had to keep going. I mean, literally. I, I mean, I know you long enough. Well, there was a time when I thought you were buried so deep under it that it scared me that you were suicidal. 
You know, and I know uh, you well enough to be able to just throw that out there bluntly like that, but it did terrify me. It scared the hell out of me because I know it was hard. It it absolutely crushed you. And yeah. and uh I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you for what you do as a writer, for the things that you don't let go. Thank you, Miss Nyla. I appreciate that. I I I just I I just, you know, I I just keep remembering the, the there's a story within a story from uh, a movie that I just keep in my mind because it it really just says it all for native people and it's just a a bare bones thing and there's a point of the uh, movie uh, outlaw Josie Wales and there's the old man mm-hmm. who was native and uh, the old woman and the young girl. And the old man and the old woman were tied by the wrists behind a two-wheel Comanchero uh, wagon, and they were walking along in the dust and in the in the extreme heat of the desert. And the old lady fell down and just started getting dragged behind the the, the wagon. And uh, the, the 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 native man, an old native uh, man, picked her up, put her arm over his shoulders, and told her, "If you fall." They will let you die. Keep walking. And that, you know, more than anything else in terms of, you know, what it is for Native people, I mean, the horrendous things that we've, we've seen, you know, in the times of, that have been. And, you know, if we fall down with that, they will let us die. So we have to keep walking. We cannot stop walking. We have to keep going. I'm really glad you shared that with me. That was awesome, Michael. You you're very quiet. You don't and you don't interrupt me like everybody else I know. So I have to keep checking in with you. you permission to speak freely. Just talk right over the talk. And say, hey, I need to. Hey, oh, shut up! I want to talk now. Well, I don't mind so much puppet you, but I'll be darned if I'm going to interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> I love a man with priorities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay, I, I'm being quiet now, so you can talk to Soldier Blue if you'd like to about anything. We're good. I'm just listening. It's a great take right there. Uh, um, you'll hear a thousand people along life's way go, I'm part Indian when it fits their their narrative, but really I am part Cherokee. And uh, the Trail of Tears really makes me angry. Every time oh, I think of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working Jackson, and Jackson, it's old hickory this and old hickory that. Well, yeah, old hickory. Thank you very much. Oh, we, we, we know the other side of those people, especially those people who you know were were in positions like like yeah, old hickory. Definitely, we know the blood shadows that the people don't want to remember. It was yeah, also unnecessary. Yeah. I watched a movie last night, and this is totally kind of somewhat off topic, but it really made me laugh. You know, it, I don't know if you guys have seen this, it's an old movie, but I couldn't sleep. It was uh, The Wild West with What's-His-Face in it. Um, what's his name? Will Smith? Oh. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> yeah, Wild Wild West. 
<laughs> yeah, Wild Wild West with uh, mm-hmm. with Will Smith in it. And at the end, the, the weird guy that got cut off at the waist and had no legs was sitting there, mm-hmm. and he had all the world leaders, and he had he was holding, you know, he was taking over the government of America and kicking America out, and he was going to keep his little portion. He was giving some back to Mexico and some back to the Spanish and some back to France. And I'm looking at that thing, you know, thinking, Okay, that's good, but France needs to go home. You know, they all need to go home, and this needs to be given back to who it's originally given back to, who who it originally belonged to. Yeah. You know, and I just it just really made me made me think about how they missed the mark on that one, but I guess that's a little too close to home and political. Oh sure. <laughs> now he he was the villain, you know. Yeah. He was the villain, but I liked the sentiment. I just wish he'd have taken it further. All right, babies. Well, part, part of me didn't. Part of me didn't disagree <laughs> with the spider. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey. And I hate spiders. So, yeah. and those of you who don't have never seen the movie, I have no idea what I'm talking about. That that's normal because you usually don't. So, you really tell everyone how to find you. <laughs> All right. You can uh, go to Facebook, and it's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And then underneath Rafe Wild, you will see the, in parentheses, Soldier Blue. And then you can also uh, listen to uh, my podcast, Red Earth One Podcast. And it's on various different uh, uh, platforms, among them Spotify, Google, and iTunes. And I will post... Uh, with us, with a certainty, uh, we'll post about the uh, women of the white buffalo. Um, basically, as soon as I get off of the, the phone, I will. I'll make sure to do that. Put that on Nana's page. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thank you so yes, much, ma'am. Soldier Blue. You're amazing. Thank you, Miss Nyla. All Thank right, honey. We'll talk it. to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Ow. Good to talk I just to you wiped too, the Ms. hair Michael. off my face and pulled my nose ring out. That hurt. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> I know how. I'm going to cry. Okay. All right. Talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Bye, hon. Bye, Ms. Naylor. Goodbye. Uh, have a good evening, Mr. Nyko. Thank you, sir. Good to be busy with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Very much so. Okay. So let's put Soldier Blue on hold. So he can listen or he can hang up, whichever his little heart desires. And we are going to grab Lady A. So, Lady A, if you're listening. And then we're going to get Mama and Maggie. Um, let me let me send this. You guys, like I said, we're, we're doing it kind of ugly fun tonight because I just, I'm just i trying to coordinate and making these calls with you all. So you know when I'm calling. And... You know, you don't think I'm the dominoes or something. Okay, so let's go ahead, and we're going to try calling Lady A. No, I need that. No, over here. Thank you. Michael? Yes. How's your night going? Outstanding, man. Having a good time. It's been a lot of fun tonight, huh? Absolutely. Okay. All right. We're going to try dialing her now. See if we can get Andrea on the phone.
Hello. Hi, Andrea. This is Nyla, Alicia, and Michael Todd at the Speakeasy Cafe. (laughs) Yes. You are on the air, ma'am. Oh, I legally myself. have to tell you that if I call you. Did I you know that? Okay, I'm going to have to turn my, my, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn off my, do I sound, do I sound like that? There. That's horrible. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There, is it okay now? <laughs> it is. Okay. Oh, thank you for calling. I tried and tried and tried and I couldn't get through. I don't know why it kept saying the it was disconnected or it wasn't in use and all kinds of different yeah, things. Yeah, there's something going on with the lines and the site tonight. I mean, oh, I even okay. had to call myself from the studio line on the guest line so I could be here tonight. So I'm on a guest line as well. There's oh, just, wow. I don't, I, that's the only thing that's the, the host line's not working. The, um, oh, okay, so it was guest just line, my phone then. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. For some reason, to... dialing out is working, so we're here. Good. May I say something with regard to uh, Soldier Blues um, and your comment about his writing and uh, and the things mm-hmm. that he's doing for First Nations? I, you know, because we talked about the Trail of Tears, and I would like to, um, and I'm from Canada, we have First Nations people here too, and I would like to say that the First Nations people are still not being treated properly. Um, the reserves that they live on are deplorable. Um, some are better than others. Some are really great. Uh, the ones that are really great, they've been able to um, have dry reserves where there's no drugs or alcohol, and they've succeeded in uh, supporting themselves in a, in a great way. But there's a lot of um, reserves that are poverty-stricken and, and riddled with alcoholism and drugs, and and there really needs to be something done about that. Um, I think there's a, a um, Diane Sawyer had a, a program on about a Lakota boy that she interviewed, and I would encourage everybody to look that up on YouTube. It's Lakota boy and Diane Sawyer. It'll bring it right up, right to you. It's a fascinating story, and it really shows the plight of of many of the indigenous people in in our lands. And um, I think we need to uh, heal the land along with the First Nations people. And I have an affinity uh, with them. And um, uh, I have been told that my spirit guide is First Nations. Um, I can't speak to this. The spirit aspect of it is very strong in me. And, um, And I'm as Irish as they come. And um, uh, but there's some kind of of, of a, an affinity that I have, uh, and a belief that I have, and it's such a beautiful culture uh, that they need to get back. No, to I am going to bet. I'm going to interrupt you, but I want to throw this in because I am going to bet you. If you looked at your Irish heritage, yeah. have you ever done a DNA test? No. I would I would tell everybody Christmas, birthday, whatever you have coming up, Mother's Day, whatever, that you want a either a um, ancestry or a twenty. I like twenty three and me better as a, a DNA test, and it's cheaper too, and the site's okay. a lot more fun. But get a DNA test because I'm going to bet you that though you are Irish, that that is not what you are. Really? Or that you're more than that, because I am betting that you are going to have Celt in you or Norse. Because oh, of the draw to that, you know. You know what? So, I have the, uh, at the same time been told, 
in a in a in a in a past lives uh experience that I was a druid queen. <laughs> I don't know what I wanted to what I did in past lives. That's a really a frightening thought. But I'm betting you because of your connection to that and I can really tell because this isn't the first time that your when you come on the show, I can tell you really resonate towards Soldier Blue and his poetry and his messages and you've yeah. read things, you know, inspired by things that he has read. You know, so I think that's a, and I think I gave you his uh, link to his page. So I'm hoping the two of you were able to, you know, yeah. link, uh, hook up yeah, because you know it's, it's nice to surround yourself with somebody, things that inspire you, people that inspire you. And and, and there's so much to be inspired by, and mm-hmm. one of the things, and I, I'll shut up after this, but one of the things that I feel is fascinating about First Nations, and they were robbed of these things with the residential schools is their cult the culture itself the the sweet grass ceremonies all of their different traditions and ceremonies that they had their language um is such a beautiful culture and now there's around here they're having uh they have powwows now they're beginning to have the powwows and those are empowering many people uh, but there's such great need um here but i would urge everyone that's listening to see Diane Sawyer's interview with this young Lakota boy just was amazing, amazing, amazing. And it will move you to do something to support somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if okay. you've got the link for that, find the link for that and pop it on my page and say, hey, you guys, if you want to be inspired by something, check okay. this out. Okay. I mean, it's, my page is a bulletin board. You guys take advantage of that and share things that you think would inspire people or make you think or whatever. You're more than welcome to do that. Okay, I will, I will do that. Um, I've, uh, okay, yeah, I, I have something completely different to read tonight, but um, I've, I've written a fair amount of pieces with regard to uh, First Nations and actually the Trail of, Tear, the Trail of Tears as well. And um, I want to let you know, any, by the way, Andrea, Michael yes. Todd's here with us. And he's not Hi, real Michael. noisy. It's, I, no, I feel kind of like he's like that that secret I hide in my underwear drawer because he's just there. <laughs> well, you were going to say in your underwear. <laughs> well, maybe that's why he's quiet. <laughs> no, not in my underwear drawer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you hide in the back because no one's ever going to look at yeah, your I underwear Yeah, I got one drawer, of those, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. I got an underwear drawer. But, but Michael is yeah. here and, and with us. If you'd like Hi, to Michael. say hello to Michael. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm doing just absolutely fantastic, and I just want you to know, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I melt just a little bit every time you say a boot. (laughs) That's a Canadianism. (laughs) I know it. I know it. I know it. My my former partner in life, writing partner, uh, she's from Alberta. She would never say it for me, not even once. No, no. I don't even notice it now, but yeah, it's. I'm from the East Coast, so we're very twangy out here with the Canadian accent. What yes. is it? What is it that she says, Michael? A boot. Yeah, about instead of about. about? <laughs> yeah, the word about. Yeah, we do say it a little bit different. Yeah. Well, well look, I'm, I'm talking I'm, to Andy. I don't even hear it. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I'm from West Tennessee. I grew up in the Mississippi Delta. And from time to time, ma'am, it shows. 
Well, I, I can hear. I can hear that southern drawl, and I love a southern drawl, I have to say. And uh, I used to, when I was in nursing school, we used I used to do uh, impersonations, and one of my impersonations was Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> really? Have, so yeah, I, if you I love hear a southern, southern draw, what does it make you think about? What images come to mind when you hear some southern draw? Romance. Draw. Romance, the, the romantic side of the chivalry and how women were treated. And um, it's a very that romantic part of, of the South. And um, uh, I think that I have a fascination with that part of it. And I would love to do... Um, I would love to do a vacation where I would just travel down this, the uh, uh, east coast, all down the southern states, and visit all those uh, famous cities like Atlanta and and, um, and uh, uh, all all the different places that have meaning to me, anyways. And I think it does stem from um, from Gone with the Wind is where I first uh, became um, attracted to it. I think and. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, uh, the other part of it, no, uh, it's a sad story, but um, um, uh, sometime we could talk about that. I don't know. I visited a plantation uh, when I was down in uh, New Orleans many years ago, and um, it was the um, uh, San Francisco plantation. Anyway, big, long story. But in any case, I, I visited that plantation, and while that was a beautiful plantation home, the history of the of the building itself, the family that lived there, the person who built it was all very wonderful. There was such an eerie, eerie, eerie feeling being on those grounds and the slave quarters uh, were present. And you just, I just had this um, ghostly kind of feeling where you could feel the sorrow um, so that part of it is important to me as well because of the injustices. But um, uh, I, I think that there's a part of the South that's beautiful and a part of it that's very ugly. But in any case, uh, the Southern drawl itself, yummy. <laughs> it always makes me think of Levi's sweaty skin and cotton candy. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. It's just a different. I think the genteelness of of of, of the uh, time was was beautiful. The undercurrent, of course, that that enabled them to do all those things is not. So you, it's very mixed emotions. Um, but uh, I actually, I, I'll just be quiet now because I was going to say I have a little poem that has a southern drawl to it. But I'll stick to my Canadian. Canadian uh, accent for now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, honey. I have a poem that's called They All Come Tumbling Down. My rampart, erected of stone and steel, rises above the battlements of my mind. From the tower I see the kingdom below. There is lyre, fear, and violence unreal. My vow to keep them at bay bids me hide in the stone tower. First comes liar with attempts to sway. Spurned, he turns, he has no power. Fear arrives and bullies and blows, tries to intimidate, almost wins, 
self-esteem appears just in time. Fear is banished. I stand tall again. Violence reared its ugly head when I was very small. Mother lying on the floor and father now stands outside the wall. When trust arrives, so she thinks, her heart gets broken. Her heart sinks. The battlements begin to crumble. Her guard is down. She is humbled. Trust persists. Then one day, on a horse her knight appears. Chinks of stone fall to the ground. Trust broke all the barriers. Trust, self-esteem, and me brought down the stone walls. Love has come to live with me and happily ever after now enthralls. End poem. Wow. Michael, I'm going to let you comment. Well, the end was worth waiting for, but you shouldn't have waited more than five minutes for it. It should have been there in the first place. Well, let me say it again. Things worked out well, but in the end, there was uh, salvation. Somebody came. But the trials and tributaries along the way, it's unfortunate that those had to be endured. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, when I read this over again, when did I write this? I wrote this uh, seven years ago. And um, I even changed my mind about you know, for a woman to say her horse, her knight appears, and which is all well and good, but I come to believe that we are our own heroes uh, as individuals, as women and men too. But I, I don't think that we need to have, as a woman, we don't need to have a knight to come and save us. We can save ourselves. And then we can have the knight and prop him up on the cake and have our cake and eat it too. That was a joke. I got it. <laughs> okay. It's like she, uh, she's like, you know, we really don't need the metaphors, but let me close with the metaphor, aren't you? That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Andrea, are you going to read two tonight, my love? I can, yes. I, I, I have another okay. one. It's called Return to Nowhere. It's not very long. Goodness, kindness, love attributes to live thereof pink taffeta silk and chiffon pink flowers to look upon softly walks amid words swaddled in rhyme and singing birds lyrics written with golden pen gently speak love and calm pink faded turned to black when truth did not prevail cold moved in one icy sin heaped darkness therein Tomorrow starts today, where who I am will hide away. Lace is stiff and hard. Softness is forgotten by this bard. Empathy leaks out when heart was torn from chest, replaced by ice and bitterness, so tired of being nice, paid with indifference when my heart bled. Black is the color grief wears into my being tears. Eyes opaque, blinded by all my mistakes. Black is the color trust wears, never again, I swear, into the forest of no return. One day for me, they'll yearn into the forest of no return. End poem. Wow. That was intense, my darling. 
That was absolutely awesome. <coughs> Thank you very much. You want to do me a favor and tell all of us how we can come find you? Well, you can come find me in Canada. <laughs> you can come find me on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton or Lady A on allpoetry.com. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Yes. It was nice to meet you, Michael. Perhaps, you too, man. Perhaps next time I'll speak more lively in my southern drawl. <laughs> Take me home with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm about I'm about to come out there, so <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling me back too. Wow, it was great. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. All right, Michael. We are going to bring on we're gonna grab Mama and Maggie. Let's go I'm gonna grab them now. I'm probably gonna bring them on at the same time. Okay. You still okay hanging out? Or are you? Uh... I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm doing. I'm all, I'm kind of energized after Miss Wheaton. Oh, cool! All right, here we go. We're getting. We're calling Maggie first. See if we can get Maggie on, and then we're going to call Mama. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try it. Come on! I have faith. Hello, Maggie. Maggie, are you there? Hello. Hi, can you hear us? Yes, there's a huge delay here. I think. Oh. Who, so if you're listening yes, on the hello? computer, this is Nyla at Speakeasy. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So it's turn down your radio. Up. Okay. Well, you do that. We're going to dial Mama, and we're going to get Vicky on the phone with us. Okay. This is Maggie, right, the poet? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Oh, good. <laughs> Had me scared <laughs> for a minute. All right, let's see if we can get Mama on the phone as well. We'll just make this a party here. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dial. I'm not ready to kick it into duty. Restart my computer. And the poem that she wants me to read is on my phone. I mean, not restart, reset. Uh-oh. Pull the computer. Okay, I'll wait. Mama? And the poem that she wants me to read is on my I phone. I'm here. I've got to turn my computer now. Restart. Okay. And I already got, I already got somebody else on Same the line, too. So, <laughs> so we've got actually a four-way here. we got Nyla, oh my Maggie, God. me, and we got my brother Zizway on the phone. Wow. Hello, brother. Hello. How's everybody? <laughs> awesome. Well, we, like I said, I we, are, we are doing it ugly fun tonight, for sure. Well, he's, <laughs> he, he's not a poet. He's a revolutionary. And I just got him on the line because I wanted him to say a few words about the work we used to do with the uh, indigenous people, uh, American indigenous people. 
and uh, for Rafe to be able to contact him and know that we did a lot of work with the uh, Native American people. So he was going to, my memory is gone from COVID, dementia. So I was going to let Zizway, Brother Zizway, tell you, uh, kind of speaking to Rafe a little bit to tell him some of the stuff that we did back in the day. So Zizway, you can go ahead and do that, and then you'll be relieved of your duties. <laughs> okay. So back in 1982, we organized what was called the Cultural Survival Festival. This is what the indigenous people wanted to do as part of a campaign they called Yellow Thunder Camp. Yellow Thunder Camp was a campaign that indigenous people created in the name of uh, one of the native peoples whose name was Yellow Thunder, his, his surname. He was a victim of uh, police brutality. He was beat up in Minneapolis, and they put him in the trunk of a car. So they named his campaign after him, the American Indian Movement did it. And so one of their leading organizers who came to Cleveland wanted us to do this cultural survival festival in 1982. Uh, so we did it, and two featured people who spoke, uh, the former Stokely Carmichael and uh, Russell Beans. Russell Beans, right. Yes. We also had a group that Sister Oladeji, Mama Oladeji brought, which was called the Montu Prana Dance Ensemble. They specialized in African dance. And then we had many other uh, cultural groups. Uh, we had uh, indigenous people, they had a dance. And we had other speakers and entertainment. So, so that's just a little bit. So well, I was just wanted Rafe to know that people been, you know, my people have been trying to really do something about the situation as a whole. So. You know, when we say uh, we're down for the people, we're down for all all the indigenous people uh, around the world and in, in America. So, just wanted to let them know that somebody's out there that's that's on the case too. You're not alone, and I really feel your poetry when you be reading about you know the plight. You know, we we try to share in that plight, and I'm not gonna be like what some people say. I got some part Cherokee or whatever. It doesn't even matter. You know, the thing is that we all have to stick together and we got to know that injustice to one is injustice to all. So I'm going to thank my brother Zizway for sharing a little bit. You can find him on Facebook, Zizway. Um, yeah. And uh, if, if if brother uh, Soldier Blue is listening, I'll send him your link so you can, so y'all can hook up or if that's okay. This is a poetry show, so I just wanted you to say that so he can hear because he's uh, – very passionate about what he's doing for his for his people. Um, I want you. you to share that a little bit. So thank Land you. back. Very cool. All right. Thank no you. more. It was wonderful meeting you, sweetheart. Thank you very much. It's nice meeting you too. Take care. <laughs> you too. This way, you can stay on and listen, or you can drop up and hear. It. I can send you the link, and you can hear the whole show later on. Okay, I'm going to drop off, okay? Okay. Thank Love you. you. <laughs> Thank you. 
If you're going to have someone listen to the show, don't let it be this one. This show is such a hot mess. I mean, we are having fun tonight. But you know what? I'm <laughs> enjoying it. Like, I'm enjoying it this way because um, because actually um, the, the voices are clearer coming through your phone. <laughs> and I've been listening online, oh, really? too. So, yeah, it's really clear. Everybody's really clear. So. Okay, I'm going to leave now, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank Good night, you, honey. Thank you. Good night. So um, the first piece I'm going to do is uh, Variety is the Spice of Life. And then I'll do my second piece last because Maggie is going to come in and do like a, a little collab or either a rebuttal, not a rebuttal, but a response to the piece, the second piece I wrote. So I'm going to read my first piece. did you find the piece you needed to read? I did, I did. I I can figured out how to do it with just <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay. So it's me and Maggie on the phone, but I was I told you you might call her separately. I didn't know you were gonna have her on, so this is cool. So I'll go ahead and do my first piece and uh then um you can let Maggie do her piece, then I'll come back and do my second piece and then you can let Maggie do her response to it. How about that? That works. You just you just okay. you just take over the show and do what you want for a minute, Mama. <laughs> well, let, me, let me tell you something. You just bring, bring Maggie no. on when you want Maggie on. Michael and I'll sit back here and sip coffee and no, listen no, to you. No, let me tell you something. Not, my, Maggie is a riot. She is so much fun. Nobody with her little mouth manner. She got the best jokes. We have so much fun on the phone. Uh, she is so funny. I mean. You, would, you wouldn't think, but uh, she, she's a riot. You know, she has you laugh until your stomach hurts. Okay, here we go. This is my poem right here. It's called Variety is the Spice of Life. Oh, I want to also shout out to uh, uh, Ray, because Ray has put my face all over the world. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy Ray. <laughs> he has refaced me. You, to the you point little pinball woman, you. I know, that too. <laughs> But the refacing, well, he's got my face on everybody's face. Uh, okay, they probably don't even know how they look anymore. They think everybody looks like me. So I think I'm the mama of the world now. Okay, here we go. Uh, variety is the spice. Is that the name of it? I need a mafia man with character. I want him to be my personal bodyguard and be crazy about me from head to toe. I want a crazy mafia man to keep all the scrubs away from my soft and fragile heart. I need a poppy that loves me and owns a mama cocoa farm up in the hills away from harm. I need a pastor to marry me and keep me close to the church scene who will read the Bible to me and keep me company in his serenity. I need a young rapper to wrap me up in his lyrics mesmerize me with his message, impress me with his swag, and make it rain with his cash and brag. Back in the day when I was young, I had all three. Now I need to get on a jet, and we all fly to see Dr. CB. Dr. CB's village camp, bathe in sulfur water, and get healthy and clean, get our youthfulness and usefulness back. We can never go or start our antics all over. We can let go and start our antics all over again. Sometimes we pay a high price to live a low life, but don't realize the charm of being so close to harm. 
So I think about the adrenaline. Adrenaline is real. Conflict and chaos has its appeal. See my stability to rule amid controversy. I see clearly the green snake and the green grass species that the silver say no more. But hey, are you sure? Are you certain you want to follow me? Somehow I create jealousy and envy. Unfaithful concubines and crooked queens, you know what I mean? Unless your heart is clean, you will consider me as mean. Things are seldom what they seem. Mama Ola Deji, the all-round queen. Well-rounded, never square. Naivety is not my strong suit. So do not try to ease your way back in if you were a friend that didn't last till the end. It's because you didn't say sorry behind the scenes. So I put you in a category, and you can go straight to purgatory, like the case of the people who copy and paste and expose your private face in public. When you have trusted them with your heart's soft spot, so I need a mafia man. I need a poppy from Peru to make sure I'm staying happy. Those personal Delilahs can call what can be called by whatever name they choose to screw. Making a good name bad. I need my legal team, my lawyer and intellectual crew to walk and talk me through. The insanity I chose is now a mess that I detest. Yet back then, boredom caused wrecks. When I, in retrospect, regret, I should have had respect for peace and love and tranquility. I should have considered the cause and effects. And that's that piece. Maggie, you got a comment. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think I throw Maggie under the bus. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, right. No, I really like that. And, and you know, I really like to, uh, you pay a high price for a, to live a low life. I, I don't know, that really struck me. Um, but thank you. So did you want me to go ahead with my poem or do you want to say more no mom is running the show right now michael and i are just kind of kicking and listening to you too <laughs> well you, you still so, have to comment uh, nyla go ahead michael well if i had to say anything i just want to say that that i'm a good man and i don't ride a lame horse <laughs> <laughs> that is true okay I'm like uh, I'm like Andrea. Or like that was over my head. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a lame horse? That's what I want to know. Well, it's just a, a poem of a friend of mine wrote once called "The Horse," and I was just thinking about that. Uh-huh. Um, so, how does that relate to me wanting the mafia man, a poppy that lives up in the cocoa farm, and, and the pastor to read the Bible to me? How does that? And the rapper, how does that relate? But it's like, what what part of that was? I just think you need a blender, is what I think, Mama. There was a passage in the poem where she said, I'm that blessing that God puts in people's lives and they need a friend without strings. You could cry to me. I uplifted the man nothing. That's what befuddled that devil. That must have been his poem. That wasn't in mine. 
Maybe it's just one that popped in my head. Oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael, do you want me to read it over again, Michael, so you can read, so you can hear the, the poems that I read? <laughs> no, I, I was all with it right there. I'm good. He was telling you what yours made him think of. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't even try to cover up for Michael. Michael, that was nothing that was in my poem. The lame horse, the lame horse, and all that. Nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. I got okay. what you were saying, Michael. I don't know about these giddy girls here, no, but I got no, it. No, no, don't try to cover up for Michael. Michael, that was like, no, Look, not. Let, let me put it. Let me put it another way. The girls like the bad boys, and I've never been a bad boy, so I always get left on the sidelines. Okay. That was the message. Well, there. we can kind of got, like, no, you got a, a glimpse of what I was saying, but uh, basically I think you were somewhere else, but that's okay. I love you, and it's, it's okay. <laughs> no, I know you got attention deficit. His comment was about him being disorder. a good boy, and he wasn't a bad boy like in your poem. That's what he was saying, Mama. No, because I had good boys and bad boys in my poem. I had a mafia man. I had a poppy that had a, co- a mama coca farm up in the hills. And I had a pastor. And I had a rapper. Pastors aren't good boys. And is rappers the coca farm Are you reading the same newspapers I'm reading? Rappers aren't good boys. No, no. <laughs> anyway. Rappers. Okay. Anyway, I still think I still think that we need a blender. You know, I there's been so many times in life I've looked back at guys I've been with or or the type of guys that I like, and it's like you know you. I always say you can't take someone and pull them apart like an orange, and keep only the sweet stuff. You have to take the whole orange. But wouldn't it be nice? What was the name? If we could be Doctor Frankenstein for a moment and take what we like about each (laughs) thing and make one person. What was the name of the poem, Michael? I don't know. I didn't hear I that. I don't even I, remember the name I was, of the poem. I was I was switching uh, from from my phone being on an open stick with the headset on because I didn't oh, want to make noise. Oh, 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 okay. It was called Mama, Variety something you said too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Maggie, are you going to read yours? Is yours in reply to Mama's? Or is it? No, no, I did. I thought it was really incredible and I this had is, written down. Go ahead, she's going to do um, her own poem, and then when I read the second poem, she's going to respond to that one. Yeah, okay. right, right, right. So she's reading her own poem now. All right, so, so Maggie, you go. read yours, and Mama, you can comment. Yeah. And then Mama, read yours. Okay. And then I'll come in. I'll respond with Attention, my Attention, Michael. Michael. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Okay, she's, about to, she's about to read her poem. Maggie, do it. Do it. Righty. Okay. Well, so my introduction is like twice as long as the poem, but I'm going to read my little introduction and then go right into the poem. So um, in the seventh grade, uh, my teacher, Sister Janet, and my principal, Sister Rosita, came and got me out of the class, and they took me in the hallway, and I, you know, I am, I do have a halo. It gets a little tarnished, but um, I could, I racked my brain wondering what I could have done wrong. I mean, seventh grade, so, um, or who died, you know, did somebody die? But my sister wasn't out there in the hall who was in eighth grade, so I figured nobody died. Um, But they assured me that I was not in any trouble, that actually they wanted me to know that I had been awarded the National Leadership Council Award or something, I don't even remember exactly, for our entire school. 
K through 8, which, of course, it wasn't a very big school. There was only seven girls and 14 boys in my class, but um, <laughs> versus where it used to be like five times, 15 times that. But anyway, but anyway, the nuns took it seriously and they congratulated me. I was really flustered and, and shy and, and um, kept suggesting eighth graders or others who should have must deserve it more than me. And then I saw a flicker of frustration cross Sister Janet's face, which shut me up immediately. I mean, the nun, you know, and her next word was, but, which riveted me to them. Um, I, she said, I could not go to the leadership conference. I could not go to the camp. I would not get the scholarship because I was not a boy. This was in 1972, uh, 71. And so I I was shocked. Um, I took a step back and, you know, the air was leaving my lungs and, you know, the heated shame of unworthiness crept up my chest and my neck. To flush my freckled cheeks a block, you know, blotchy reddish pink. Um, they were both progressive nuns back in '71 in a pro- progressive state in Minnesota. They were a bit angry, which I had never seen before in a nun. Um, and then they told me that I couldn't get the award and asked me to only tell my parents, not my classmates, which was, you know, so crazy making and frustrating. And I felt more bad than good after this. I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. So I don't know how many years later, I unfortunately didn't date this, um, but I gave myself an award. So here's my award. Margaret, the leadership award is yours because you exemplify the qualities that make one an excellent leader. You are trustworthy, honest, and forthright, and you have a well-placed sense of direction. Potential mishaps are turned to good lessons in your hands. Your peers respect you, are willing to follow your unpretentious lead. Your presence can bring out the best in a person. Your respect for others is also a necessary quality for good leadership. You can recognize a person's shortcomings while honoring their personhood. You are the kind of person who does love or who draws love and respect from a wide range of people. Go and accompany your peers on their journey through life and be honored in their love for you. And then just today I added, as you honor them with your love. Um, so anyway, you, you wrote that as a, you wrote that as what what age? Well, the, the the I don't know I I didn't date it so it was it was at least uh, probably forty years ago. <laughs> so what am I sixty five? No, yes. Oh, okay. I see you wrote it way after you left school because I was, it was after I was very young. Yeah. So why yeah, again did they advanced. not give you the award? Because I was not a boy. boy. I was a girl. Because but they weren't willing to give it to anybody else. But it was well, yeah, yeah. The National Council on Leadership Council or whatever it is uh, was only for boys, and they were appalled, and and I was shocked and appalled, and you know, it it hurt more than it felt good, you know. So. <clears throat> Oh, oh, oh. That's, that's hurting me right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I that's had most of the way of everything. Yeah, I mean, it was just so um, so shocking, and mm-hmm. I I know that they meant well because they wanted me to know that they felt that I had leadership qualities, um, but I had already had you know I had a misogynist fa- father, so I pretty much 
was ashamed to be a female to begin with just from day one, you know, and so um, that really didn't help much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really wow. believe him. I didn't see it, you know, so, yeah, it was weird. And, and the nuns, they didn't, I'm surprised the nuns didn't step up and say, and so sometimes nuns would be a little bit, uh, you know, um, aggressive when they would stand up for women. I don't know. Kind of well, well, they can be, but I think that it was like since it was a national thing, and it was just this was just too not. I mean, you know, the, it was a very small school, and you know, I, I just don't know that they were that. Some nuns are very, very political and very active, you know, in 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 human rights, but um, I don't know that. I don't know that they took up women's rights right away, to be honest. Um, being women themselves and being in subservient roles in the Catholic Church, you know. So I'm, okay, I'm saying Michael. that with a question. I don't know. Okay. Michael. Yes. It's your turn. <laughs> well, in 1972, I graduated to 10th grade. I was in Memphis, mm. Tennessee in public school, and that's up to mm. not, even, not even near being still around Girls want out more stuff than guys did, and if they got it, if they were the best, then they went. No I never, kidding. No kidding. I I have no, uh, I have no knowledge of Catholic schools, although right. when I was in senior high, I really enjoyed dating Catholic girls. So yeah. they, we didn't talk. We didn't. We didn't talk about school. No, I know I that's right. Catholic, Catholic, Catholic <laughs> girls had it going on back then. They were really uh, Catholic girls had it going on. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had it going on. But what did you think about her her uh, poem uh, to elevate herself? This, her poem that she wrote to herself that uh, bring her self esteem back up. Well, I mean, she knew she didn't do anything wrong, but she was trying to figure out what other people thought she did wrong. That's what I got from it. You know what are they what are yeah. they saying that I don't? I mean, she played mm-hmm. by the rules. She played by the rules right. that they put in place. I guarantee you, if they didn't play by yeah. the same rules. Yeah. I love that yeah. you had okay. the foresight to separate yourself from the issue and give yourself mm-hmm. the credit you knew that you deserved. And I think that that mm-hmm. self speak, that self worth, really shows there. It's like, okay, mm, I know mm. this is messed up, but you know what? I deserve this, so I'm going to give it to myself. Right, you know, right. I'm sure you weren't thinking about that back then when you wrote it. You were probably, it was probably more of an I show them, but that I show them was the conceptual stage of that independence in you budding as a young person and kind of shows the, the beginnings yeah. of the woman you were going to grow into. Right. You know, the yeah. fact that you knew, you know, literally that your boobs do not define you. Right, right, right. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's I, I'm never a I show you person. Well, I shouldn't say that. To some degree, small degree, I can do that. Of course but you I, are. Yeah. I do, I, you know, I'm not an in-your-face person with it. No, no, it's a, it's more like a, oh, what was that old movie? It's more like a Shirley Temple, dig in your heels, true grit type yeah. of, you know, it, it's not a, 
it's not a, a bra burn, burning, you know, yeah. drinking yeah. the smoke of my campfire thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't you tell I'm a writer? But it's also, but it's <laughs> yeah. also you can see, you can see why, why she was loved and respected too, because she's just like mm-hmm. she gets the point across. This might be in a softer, easier way, but she even had to get the point across to herself too, to let herself know. Look, I know why they, I got chosen, and I know why I deserve it, but I just don't understand why the world is so far behind. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just what, what what is this? I mean, because I'm a girl? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know how to raise my voice and stomp my feet and act like a fool, but uh, yeah. I can tell you yeah. in a nice way. I can tell you in a very nice way, I will deserve this, and you damn right. well know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Okay, Nyla, right, I got one more. Again, and- Mama. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to read Jeff's quote. Uh, this is one I wrote uh, in my spiritual state when I, uh, when I was about to die from COVID and, uh, and I was about to die from uh, double pneumonia and COVID and, and how I was snatched from the hands of um, the Grim Reaper uh, by the Almighty. And then there's some other stuff added in here that um, basically lets me know I'm a little bit skeptical, selfish, and not wanting to die with the crowd. I don't want to die with this COVID crowd. I want to die as an individual. Well, that's what this poem was about. So here we go. It's called Just Float. Death. Suicide, depression, and killing. The mark of the beast is stamped upon the nation. Whether wealthy or indigent, it seems that death be the popular choice. Parents killing children and children killing parents. Suicide for the rich or the poor. Miss Universe jumps out the window. Is it because life seems unbearable and hope seems impossible? Do those who know how to suffer survive the bitter cold and intense heat better? Do we who contemplate thriving remain alive because of faith? Money and fame is no longer a reason to tough it out. Those who survive Pray with fervor. I have done nothing more than trust in the Lord, and not because I'm a saint. Lord knows a saint I ain't. Truth be told, I cling to his unchanging hand. Truth be told, I have no choice. So I let go and let God, meaning my will is frail. And I've come to believe that I am powerless over my circumstances. I stand in need of prayer, and I thank God for the friends that prayed for me. And I won't kill or steal or hurt. I will defend my right to live, as God so did intend. On his fidelity I will depend. 
He is my beginning and my end. And I see the changes since the virus has landed on our planet. They landed with a plan to contaminate, to exterminate, and to eliminate. So I pray aloud. Ah, I don't want to die with the crowd. Lost in the soft. As my earthly father used to say, whenever people went astray, and I don't want to be lost in the sauce. I don't want to be a number with no name. So he has spared me from the untimely death of shame, and I prayed for the dignity of dying alone to close my eyes and steal away quietly with dignity. Hope. Hopefully those who remain shall remember me, and they shall know that God truly loved me as he saved me from drowning in that vicious sea. And he has written on me as his blackboard, God used me to pass his message on, grateful that he used such a rebellious child as I. Glad I did comply, did not again resist, I insisted to call his name. Yes, he came when I called his precious name. And when my boat was overturned, I trusted God. And I need not gloat. Instinctively, I stopped struggling. And suddenly, I began to float. That's called float by Mama Ola Davey, all around Queen. Mama, that was incredible. Go ahead, Maggie. Oh, okay. Um, This is a tribute that I wrote to Mama and as a response basically to that poem that she just read. So it's tribute to to Mama Oladeji. I know you want to go quietly, but really your life speaks volumes. Your personality is not the quiet waters, but the ruffling waves before the downstream rapids, telling of what lies ahead, what dangers are there, just past the smooth, glassy reflection of overhanging trees and skies of white clouds and fallen leaves circling in the eddies. You are deep and cool on a hot, sultry summer's day. And for you to go quietly, well, that just isn't right. Though not with bravado, not with seeking attention, but simply burbling and simmering with your life force. And when that transition comes, it will be grand and tragic and sad and joyful, head-shaking, hand-wringing, and it will fill us with gratitude for having made your acquaintance and for having, having stepped into your life and you and ours. We will rejoice for falling under your spell and for being better people because of knowing you. You are my friend, my dear, creative, living, loving, accepting, encouraging friend. I never in my life called anyone ma, mother, mom, mama, and not without some inner dialogue or caveat, but you, mama, are a special case, and I love you for being you. End peace. That made me cry. That was beautiful. Hmm. 
Thank you. Nyla, Nyla, I love you. I couldn't wait to Thursday for her to, for her to read that for you. I knew you were going to cry. I cried when I heard it, and I cried when I played it back and heard it again, and I cried just now, too. <laughs> Because it's so true. She's captured. I mean, every it's so true. Yeah. You know, when 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 I read her poems, uh, you know, I sometimes edit for edit for her and stuff, and 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 just give her opinions. And I I I go to respond to her, and then a poem comes out, and um, you know. It, it almost I, I have to change like three words or four words, which is, you know, she's my muse, I guess. I guess she's my muse, you know. <laughs> well, this is the killing part, Nyla. You know, I kind of dragged her on the show because she wasn't really sure that she was a poet. Now, if that wasn't poetry, <laughs> I don't know what is. What What do you think about her being a poet? She is for sure a poet. I'm sure she has a many okay. amazing things. But, right, but, but weaving we words met is at definitely. Mhm. We met mm-hmm. at beaters. She's a beater. She she does with oh, beads yeah, and rocks yeah. and stuff. Beads and rocks and so oh, that's yeah, how we rock found it. Yeah, and she and I oh, like didn't know that. Too. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought she was somebody you I'm met saying, online. <laughs> I did. I did. That's where I met Michael? her online. As, yeah. Well, we just complimented each other's work, and. um and then we just started chatting, and I, I don't even think she knew I loved crystals and, you know, not just crystals, but, you know, I, I would walk in the desert in Arizona, and, you know, you can you could pick up, you know, uh, garnets on the desert floor, you know. Um, and and so it, I just love rocks. I mean, I'm the, I'm the person that I have to be with somebody who doesn't mind if they find rocks in the washing machine because I will have rocks in my pockets, you know, so... <laughs> And that's when I said you got to meet. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it. That's when I said you got to meet my daughter Nyla. And then it was like, it was like okay. And then I'm like, do you write poetry too? And then she was like, well, kind of. Like I have a few things from the old. I'm like, wait a minute. So then when I heard her poetry, I was floored. My mouth was hanging open, and I'm like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? This is real poetry right here. She's wow. a poet. I mean, not just a poet. She's really a poet, and it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So thank you for letting me um, commandeer the show. Michael, do you want to say anything? Well, I just <laughs> really uh, was lifted up by your alpha and omega input. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was faith rooted. Um, uh, you spoke of the children, and uh, children are the most important thing. Anybody that abuses children has got to have a really long eternity. Um, you know, most people don't realize that when Moses and the Israelites were put out into the wilderness in the desert. What they were put out for was killing their children. They sacrificed mm. their children. God told mm. the prophet, don't pray for them anymore. Stop praying for them. Mm. The people, the adults that went out into the desert never saw their home again. They all died before they returned. That was a curse okay. for them. And they had a curse of slavery. 
took into that. And as far as as far as Miss Maggie, um, I, you know, I might say that Miss Maggie wrote an incredible eulogy. But the fact is, Mama, you started writing your eulogy the the day that you came into this world, and she just sat back and put it in the proper context and some really nice phrases, good words. Now, yeah. oh my listen. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know what I love? Been... Go ahead, Mom. I'm sorry. No, I was just telling Michael, thank you. I'm glad he he, he got uh, to really listen to time, and I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you. Thank you both. What I really loved uh, was the honesty in Maggie's piece. I mean, usually, you know, if someone talks about, you know, the easiest thing to do, well, what most people do is say, oh, no, you're never going to die. You're going to be here forever. Well, the fact is, you know, we're all going to die someday. Right. You know, we're either going to go quietly or we're going to get squished by a bus or we're going to choke on a ham sandwich. Who knows what it's going to be? We're all going to go someday. We're organic beings that's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what mm-hmm. I love of what, what I love about what Maggie wrote was now Mama knows those things. You know, we all yeah. know that yeah. we're going to go off to the big inkwell in the sky someday, but Mama gets to carry those things around with her. Most of the time, people never get to hear that stuff because people don't tell people that stuff before it's too late. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. You know, and, and for you to be able to say, you know, yes, you were here. Your life matters. It matters. It's going to continue to matter after you're gone. You know, do you, I mean, that's an amazing thing to tell somebody. It's an amazing thing to tell someone who's being born today, you know, or someone who's 110 today. You know, yeah. I, I think that it's really, I think that that's really important to share those things. And I just, I'm really jealous that you wrote that and I didn't. And now your mom's the most favorite and I'm sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank well, you. you know, the thing is, is Nyla, nobody can take your place, but definitely she's your auntie. And I just want you to love and cherish her and her to love and cherish you the same way that I do. So it's a, Well, I'm proud to have her my, as my sister. Yes, there no, you go. auntie. She's my sister. Aunt? She's your auntie. Oh, my auntie then. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a couple comments, which couple three actually. One is that it's so funny because people spontaneously call me Miss Maggie, which is uh, funny to me. I I enjoy it. I like it. But but from from unrelated places. And the other thing is, people sometimes spontaneously call me Auntie Maggie, and out uh, of spontaneously, and not my nieces and nephews. So it's just kind of a, a curious thing. Um, but the third thing I did want to say was to um, Lady E, and and her feeling uh, such a. Um, uh, affinity and empathy with um, First Nations people. And I wanted to say that I knew uh, a full-blooded Apache uh, man who was just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And um, he worked in treatment, as, as did I. Uh, and anyway, he was talking about how, and this was towards Americans, but and it wasn't a negative thing, but that so many Americans that are, you know, not Native people, um, not First Nations, sort of put Native Americans on a pedestal, and and I'm not commenting on that either way, but what he said was, you know, just look at the Irish. He said there were tribes in Scottish and English and the Druids, and, you know, there was a spirituality there that goes back, you know, thousands of years, and, you know, um, so in a sense, you know, her, your, 
Lady A's Celtic uh, or Irish uh, background, you know, he felt an affinity going the other direction to um, to the to the tribes and peoples of, of you know the British Isles. So and and he carried that through with other countries. And I just thought it was a very important point that I've I've. It's nice to be able to share that in a in a way that might be helpful to somebody like Lady A. Lady A is a, a, a an empath. She feels every little thing, and she really doesn't mind us expressing it. I, I really like how she listens to other people's poetry, and I like her poetry as well. Oh yeah, she's um, yeah, she doesn't miss yeah. much when it comes to passion. Right. Well, she obviously had a deep uh, affinity and understanding, and you know, a concern as well. And obviously. You know, for the the ladies, uh, the women of the of the white uh, buffalo. Um, I you know I ha- I made some white buffalo earrings and and nobody bought them, and I just keep looking at them and I think and I have wild horse uh, stones that I put with them and in, uh, which is kind of a anyway, and so anyway I I also have that affinity and concern, and I really respect um, Soldier Blue and and the. And, and Nyla, what you were talking about with with his um, the depth of his convictions and the way that he felt that and feels it today. So it's been a really, well, really. You can you can post yeah. them, and if somebody wants them for um, a gift, I'll, I'll pay you for them. You can post them, and if somebody like rap, rape or or or. or uh, Somebody sees them and likes them, and they want them for a gift, and they know the meaning behind why they'd be wearing the, the right um, the earrings. Then I'll, I'll pay you for it. Oh, Send me the link. I want to see what oh, you do. Oh, oh. Also, okay. too, I want to say this too, uh, Nyla. Uh, it's under Nyla Dallas. It's under your um, cash app. It says pending because you haven't grabbed it yet. So we know that Nyla is raising money from. Because Christopher keeps deleting it off my phone because he thinks that it's evil, and so I need to hook it back up so I can. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He's gonna put it back on my phone tonight. Right. What's evil is putting your credit card on, online, but uh, this way you don't have to put your I, credit card online. Uh, so yeah. anyway, what I'm saying is this. Um, um, it's it's pending, and I want to say to everybody, um, Nyla is doing a fundraiser for this particular program, and she's been on 15 years, and if we want to continue to have Nyla and poetry, we, we need to donate. She's uh, doing her fundraiser right now. So go to Speakeasy Cafe and see the uh, fundraiser and uh, and donate. Okay. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. And thank you for the donation you. that you made. And, you know, this show has really brought to light something that I want to comment on real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys go. I still have Melvin to bring on. But um, I've heard a lot of stories tonight where I guess because we're doing it all messed up and ugly tonight because the phone lines are all down and we're just kind of half-assing our way through the show, which has been really fun, actually. Yeah, um, it was. It, it's, it's been a much uh, more intimate I'm, I'm, the feeling of tonight has been much more intimate, and a lot of story, stories have been shared and stuff. And it was like I was talking earlier. You know, if people will go to, even if they can't donate to the show, you know, 
it's completely ran by donations now you know both from myself and from our listeners and and readers and all of that and you know without the help the show can't keep going it's just there's no way I can do it on my own they raised the prices way too high for me to do it on my own anymore and so it is really important you know the help that you guys give but even if you can't you know there's things you can do like sharing the sharing the link and even more than that is going on to the actual it doesn't it doesn't work if you comment on my post because it isn't shown. But if you go to the actual fundraiser page and leave comments there and just let people why, know why this show is important to you, then anyone looking at the fundraiser is going to see those testimonies and understand why this community is so important. So even if you can't donate towards the licensing fees, if you can go on the page and leave a few words letting people know why the show is special to you, you know, what it's meant to you over the years, what the community or the fellowship has meant, or, you know, why you think it's worth being around, that all of that is really going to help. So I just want to say for all everything everybody does to help keep us on the air, you know, this is this is my passion project, this is my baby, this is my... I, I can't even tell you, you know. So just anything any of you do to help just means the world to me and all of us here as a community. So thank you. And thank you, Mama, for bringing that up. All right. All right, Maggie, then. Mama, tell everyone how to find you. Unless, Michael, do you want to add anything before I let the girls go and then say goodnight? No, ma'am. I'm just waiting for Maggie to tell me where she is. <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. Um, you know, I am not associated with anything. I just have a Facebook under my name, which is Maggie Lace, which is L-A-I-S. That's it. <laughs> That's L-A-I-S. S is in Susan. Yeah. Right. She has a like, uh, she has a, li- a list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're so funny. Maggie, are you on my friends list? I don't know. I don't know. What's your profile picture look like? Oh, depends on if you find one or the other of my Facebook profiles. But one of them has uh, blonde hair. That's a profile. The other one is a lady in a red shirt. They're both mine. Forward. They're both mine. Yeah, they're both. Okay, mine. which one do you like use the, the most? The lady with the short um, hair with the red hair with the with the red eyes. Yeah. It's actually a very sexy red dress, but that's okay. You can't tell. <laughs> and that was back in okay. 1980. That was. But anyway, um, yeah. But I sent so, Jimmy Ray a picture, another picture that was blonde hair, too. I sent Jimmy Ray that picture a year ago, showed him the surprise Maggie, and he, he I don't think he ever saw it or did it, but... Jimmy Ray, there's a picture of Maggie in your inbox you got to do the reface for. So, yeah, Nyla, go to the one with the short short hair. That's that's the one I'm in. Okay. 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 And that's okay. The, one, the one I will send to Michael then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And i got to remember to check. You know, I'm terrible. But I'll, I'll remember to check and friend people or allow it or whatever you do. <laughs> right. Plus, you got her phone number, too. So, Nyla, you can call her and just get her to know her a little bit better so you can know. Who is the real Maggie? With the real Maggie, go stand up. She will stand up on the right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Absolutely. All right, ladies, I had a ball. I'm so glad you did it your way. That's a professional. That's the mark of a professional. She got this done no matter what. Lines up or down, my girl got it done, okay? That's I loved right. it. <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to... I'm going to get back online and listen to the uh, program that I already got keyed in right now. <laughs> All right, Mama. Thank you, Maggie. Oh, Thank it, you, Mama, for being here you're tonight. You're very welcome. Oh, shoot. It's off. It's not, on, it's not streaming no more. I got to stay on the phone. No, I can just mute. You want me to just mute you? Yeah, just mute me because it's, it's not streaming online anymore. No, no, it's over three hours. So I'm going to mute you and you can uh, keep listening because we're still we're still. Okay. Re- re- Recording, but it's not coming over the the chat oh, room okay. streamer. I'll, I'll listen. Okay. All right. Meeting you guys. Michael, I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me tonight and being here and just being such a super awesome sport. I don't think this has ever happened before, has it? No, this is the first, Nala. It's very cool. It was fun. You know, we should do a workshop on something together. We should. We need to do something. I need you to do something with me. I don't know what it is, but let's figure something out. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You kind of close the show by tasking me. Yeah, I do that. But you can't tell people how to find you. And Chris, if you have her link handy. Do what? I said tell people how to find you and Krista if you have her link handy because I'm going to close the show with her other piece. I started the show with the first one. I'm going to close the show with the second one. No, you can find her at KristaJopek.com. K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K. KristaJopek.com. And you? You can find me at um, how does that blogspot page work? Don't I forget it from time to time. It's mikeTodd.blogspot.com. Mike Todd is spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D because in MySpace we were phonetically challenged. <laughs> that works for me. All mm-hmm. right, honey, thank you. Seriously, this has really been cool for me, having you hang out with me and... and uh, Keep keep me keep me in line. It was very calming and comforting to me having you here very in the good. chaos. All right then. All right, baby. I'll talk to you next week, honey. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay. I really feel like I took advantage of him tonight. I am so sorry, but it was really good having him on. I do want to bring in our last caller for the evening. Make sure I got everybody taken care of and see if we can get him unmuted. Melvin, are you with us? I'm here. (laughs) Awesome. I am so glad this worked tonight. None of our lines coming into the studio (laughs) worked, not even the host line. For real? For real. So for me to even be here tonight, I had to open my studio and I had to call my – I couldn't call in. So I got this crazy, well, wonder if I can call myself in and unmute me. So I had to call myself on the guest line, and I popped up oh, on God. the board and had to unmute myself. That's the only reason I'm here. And then it's like, well, I wonder if I can call other people. And so we've been having an ugly, fun mess here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I kept trying. I tried my 
you know, my uh, my cell phone, and I kept getting this message saying, "You call, can I be completed as dialed?" And uh, I tried my um, my home phone and uh, couldn't get through for some reason. Um, that was nicer than what I, I I tried calling in, and all I did was just start laughing hysterically at me. So at least yours was a little brighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how have you been? I've been absolutely wonderful. I want to thank you very much for your contribution towards the thing this year. You're amazing. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I love. I love the show. I love you. Uh, and whatever I can do to help keep it going, I will. Well, I appreciate that so much from the heart, and I love always having you as my last dance of the week. Okay. <laughs> this makes me smile. So tell me what you brought us tonight, baby. Okay. I, you know, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since uh, I've been able to get on. The last time I was on, uh, you said something that, that caught my interest, and so... Um, I've kind of been working on it. You said uh, uh, every porch you do a time capsule uh, of mm-hmm. the porch. That was about three weeks ago. So that's actually what I'm working on. Uh, that's one of the projects I'm working on. And uh, so I've got a couple of poems that I'm uh, uh, that I'm going to put in a time capsule. I'm calling it a time capsule, a poetic rites of passage. So wait, 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 wait! You can't just start reading. What are you going to use for the time capsule itself? What do you mean? Well, you're going to make a poetic time capsule. You literally have to make a time capsule and bury it. Uh, Well, I haven't decided that yet. I I got. I want to put the anthology together first. So, it has to be something that can withstand time. That can withstand. Uh Um, not getting, you know, you can withstand heat and water and all that. And I thought, you know, if you've got like a big can, a big coffee can, right? Uh Or however big you needed it for all the stuff you want to put in it. Your Kilroy, I was here, time capsule. And put out your palm books Mm -hmm. in there, whatever you want. And then if you dug a hole in the ground, just a little one, and... Uh put concrete, mixed up a bag of concrete you get at Lowe's a little bit, fill the hole a little bit, put your can in there, fill the rest of the way with concrete and let it dry. Then when you took it out, you would have this completely encased concrete little can that wouldn't was is weatherproof, waterproof, freeze proof, heat proof. And you could go bury it somewhere. And it would last thousands of years, and then they're going to dig it up like the like the Egyptians. <laughs> I, you laugh, okay. but I'm serious. <laughs> you, you can get a little bag of cement from Lowe's for five bucks, dig yourself a little mold hole in the ground, and case it and put, yeah, and then take a drive and go bury uh-huh. it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay, go ahead now. All right, so, um, so I, I'm going back. I was going back through uh, poems that I wrote uh, over the years, and 
I'll pick that too for tonight. Um, if I have time for two. Um, mm-hmm. This first one is called Reparation. And, and I, I've actually done these before. It's probably been a while. This first one is called Reparation in Hip Hop. To all my young hip hop brothers, it is your turn to confront the beast that smothers us with your lyrics of protest that test the rape of their people. Equal, my young brothers, say it loud. We like the torch of a black and I'm proud. Equal, my young brothers, accept no less. Bless your ancestors with your own freedom song. Hip hop, how they've been done wrong. Hip hop, how they made it right. Hip hop, how into the night. Harriet Tubman led the plight of black folk wanting to be free. Equal, my young brothers, let your voices ring. The Rosa Parks, Sojourner Truth, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. Hip hop, how from behind bars the scars of colonization cried out for emancipation, and Mandela said, Let my people go. Equal, my young brothers, show the world that our conviction of never again is eternal, that the inferno of our past is like dust cast into the ocean that Marcus Garvey wanted to lead us across. Cross your heart and hope to die, that you would not deny your sisters the respect they deserve. For they are your, your mothers and the mothers of your sons, like Angela Davis, who tried to save us with her panther walk. Talk like Maya and Angelo. Let the world know that you know what's going down, that you have been down and rose like the phoenix to the apex. To all my young hip-hop brothers, it's your turn to confront the beast that smothers us with your legs of protest. Always remember that action speaks louder than words. And poem. Hmm. I love that one. Absolutely love it. Thank you. And that's going in your time capsule, right? Yes. And what's the other one? The other one, it's a newer one. Um, it's, I read it before also, but it's called Rise Up. They came to the shores of our motherland, invaded our villages, and hunted us like animals. Men, women, children, our ancestors. For them, rise up. In the bottom of ships, chained together. Are you there? Melvin, we lost you. I don't think I... Nope, I can't. I have no way to call him back in. Oh, I'm sorry. Melvin, I hope you come back and finish reading that next week. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we got you on. I am so sorry. I don't know what's going on with the studio. It dropped your call, and there's no way for me to call you back. For all of you still hanging on and listening... I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. I want to thank everyone for sticking it out with me through this fun, this fun, crazy, ugly mess of a show. And um, to me, it really, actually, it really shows the uh, the heart and soul of what we do here. You know, it's it's all about 
spending the time together is all about, you know, we, we don't have to, you know, walk around, uh, you know, with everything perfect. It just, what matters is that we're here. What matters is that we're here together. And uh, you guys have really proved that to me tonight. And I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you so much. I'm going to close the show. I'm going to start the show next week with this too, I think. But I'm going to close the show with another piece that Michael did. And it's a piece by um, Chris Joe Peck that he read and put music to. And I think he just did a phenomenal job. And I think it's really cool. And I love it. And so I'm going to play it to close the show tonight. Be sure to, if you have not checked out our fundraiser yet, please make sure that you go over and check that out. You know, donate if you can, because this show cannot stay on the air without the help of our sponsors. Um, there's just this, that's just the way it is. You know, if, if we can't get this done, there can't be a show. So I appreciate everything you guys do. If you can't donate, then, you know, jump on the event page, not on my, don't post on my Facebook page because no one can see it but post on the actual fundraiser page in comments and let people know what the show means to you. Let people know why it should go on, what you get from it, what it's meant to you, you know, um, what's special about your time here or the people you've met, all of that. That can go a long way, you know, in, in helping people realize that uh, this is an a important thing to keep going. So appreciate you guys. We are going to be setting up a PayPal and my cash app if you do not want to donate through the Facebook fundraiser because a lot of people don't like to put their information online. So we will have a cash app and the PayPal set up here. I'll be putting that in over the weekend. Fantastic job tonight, you guys. It was a blast. I absolutely had a great time. And we will see you next week, hopefully without issues. <laughs> This is going to close the show. Michael Todd's reading the dark prefaces by uh, the. I just bit my tongue. Here we go. This is Michael Todd. Krista Joe Peck's poem. Here you go. The dark proliferates everything by Krista Joe Peck. Let's not get into this now, this driverless car that could easily crash that neither of us can afford, this city taxi cab that will drive too fast near the bicycle lane, or step into this afternoon of apple green light, prescient of a tornado, maybe hail, this daydream that keeps playing on repeat in the same colors but different shades, violet, orange, and teal, but lands nowhere a residue lassitude of something, some such statues of stone from a lost century that can't touch, cold under silver-green olive trees that shade the sun. It's not a good idea this late to eat a pile of pancakes or pontificate abstractions, touch the abacus beads, unfold the map of forgetting with all its holes, remove pathways between synapses, and the dark proliferates everything. Sleep's arrival can be impatient only at first, and some sentences may be better composed in daylight, pitched to a stranger on a train or in a coffee shop, and you'll be rewarded for your good behavior. It might be best not to discuss recent erasures, deletions, omissions, betrayals, tiresome conversations, misrepresentations, until the disturbance doesn't taint angles of events, spins, interpretations. The war that goes on in the back of your head and elsewhere, 
a narrative that takes on a trajectory all its own, hoarder of lost things in a tale of burning houses. On some days, there's magnificence, inexplicably, in the smallest of spaces at every step. In other days, only broken things catch the surface until there is a spilling of violins that settles night into purple, evaporating for night's black velvet dress beaded with star. And it's exhilarating to hold up the oval mirror so the moon can see itself spilling light, a gift to the darkness all its own.